Welcome back to Judging Book Covers Podcast, a bi-weekly book club podcast where we are going to close out 2020 with a smile and some yelling. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> I'm Megan Griffin, and as always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Stephanie Cortez. How are you doing, Stephanie? I am good. I'm looking forward to this, this closing it out with a <laughs> smile and yelling. <laughs> yes, yes. Sounds... I think we've picked a good book to round out our year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bit of a blockbuster. Um, yeah, I like. I'm actually a little surprised that Scott Sigler hasn't gotten a like TV show, movie deal, anything mm-hmm. really. But yeah, this would be a great horror action movie for sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna start this episode with this before we get into anything else. We are talking about a book. We're talking about Mount Fitzroy by Scott Sigler. This book is, I believe, 15 years in the making. Um, it is the sequel to Earthcore, which we talked about in 2017, um, which we were a little hesitant to do spoilers about back then, but we are, this is your first warning. We are doing spoilers. There will be a very clear point where we're like, Hey, we're talking spoilers and Hey, like, you know, stop listening. Stop. If you yeah. Have not finished because. Yeah. There's, yeah, like there's a, there's some stuff that we can talk about that's not yes spoilery for like the plot or the, you know, what's going to happen in Mount Fitzroy, but there's, it's difficult to go beyond that or really into the story without going into some spoilers. So agree definitely yeah. be warnings. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So yeah, just if, if you're going to read this, um, please pause when we tell you to. And if you are listening just because you want to hear some people talk about it, cool. Welcome. Hi. Yes. <laughs> um, so knowing that there are, is a chance someone is going to pause this halfway through, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that our final episode of the year is going to be a quarantine wrap-up episode. Um, we're going to talk about books that we've loved this year, TV shows, movies, comics, whatever media we have ingested that has gotten us through 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and share that with you guys and yeah and then talk about what we're going to do for 2021 so i just want to we'll probably have less yelling <laughs> a less yelling, yeah <laughs> i just uh wanted to go ahead and throw that in here um and we'll say it again i'm sure at the end of the episode but hey in case you are going to pause and not listen to the end now you know <laughs> <laughs> good planning good planning yeah so we had a lot um you listened to earthcore and Mount I, Fitzroy. I did. Which is... That was my in-between. What, 55 hours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because this was like 30. Yes. And Mount Fitzroy, or um, Earthcore, I think was like 20. It's all about 50. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. a... Man, kudos. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so... There's a lot of me doing... I was... I was listening to Earthcore with my boyfriend, so yes. we were like working on puzzles and doing other things while while listening to that. So Mount Fitzroy was when I was on my own, walking the dog and stuff. So there was a lot of me walking around Providence, like <laughs> laughing or being angry or rolling my eyes <laughs> about things. <laughs> that is, I wish I had done this walking. I it it has been mm. a crazy few weeks at work. So I have yeah literally like three of the four days that I worked this past week, I worked until midnight or 1 a.m. So oh, man. there's not been a lot of me getting out and walking and I miss it. Uh, gotcha. um, well, hopefully things slow down. I, so I hope can, so. Yeah. 
but yeah, this is this is definitely a good one. Um, I also I watched. Are you a Doctor Who fan? I have not. Okay. I feel like I've not watched it. I feel like I would be a fan if I watched, but I have not. I think that's true. It's a little hard to watch some of that. I'm watching David Tennant episodes and the CGI in them were so bad. <laughs> but uh, there, there's a two-parter, The Impossible Planet and The Pit, I think is the second. I can't remember what the second one's called. Um, that reminded me a lot of Earthcore. It is hmm. this like impossible situation that they find themselves in or like a this thing shouldn't exist and we're going to drill down and figure out what's going on. And then these slaves, well, it's the slaves of the people, but they get possessed. And all I could think of was like, okay, so they're the, the silver, silver bugs. <laughs> and then there's something at the bottom of, of what they're drilling to that is super evil. And I was like, Oh God, this is a very loose metaphor for earth core, but sure. I like it. It was a lot of fun to watch after, rereading or reading uh, Mount Fitzroy. I did not reread Earthcore. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> it was really more because I had mentioned it to George. And then I was like, all right, if we're going to do this, we got to do this before Mount Fitzroy. Yes. We did not finish. We finished Earthcore yesterday. <laughs> I, and I finished Mount Fitzroy yesterday morning. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had hoped to finish it before listening to it, but it definitely, it was very helpful and like, kind of reminding me of the other because like I kind of forgot about some characters except for like the main ones like I remembered Patrick O'Doyle I remembered right. Bertha I remembered Connell I remembered Angus and I was like and I think he had a friend there was a friend Randy like I didn't remember like Veronica really or Sanji yeah or really Barbara Yakely I didn't really remember her either yeah no same yeah um I think that Mount Fitzroy does a good job of peppering in enough information where you don't feel like it's information overload mm -hmm. but does give you enough to go like okay i do remember who this was in Earthcore. yeah and it's definitely it starts off with a warning that says you really need to read Earthcore before this yes. you don't need to read um like the contagion series is that what it is uh, yes okay there's characters mentioned but like you don't need those but for Earthcore, you really do so it definitely goes into it assuming that you've read Earthcore and you know who these people are yeah um so tim read this along with us and um basically was like this is kind of the end game of the sigler mm -hmm. universe it's not the end of his books or anything like that yeah. but there's enough people that pop up i guess okay. that's like if you've read all the other stuff it's really cool and mm -hmm. i've only read two other sigler books I, I do need to read three other sigler books i need to read more yeah um and so for him, that was really cool. There was a lot of little things that I'm like, ah, like the references to Chicago that I understood, mm -hmm. not to the extreme, but right. I was like, oh, okay, I know which series you're referring to. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a, I did, I was like, did Sigler work for the government or was he part of the military? Because <laughs> a lot of this is like so based in that. And I'm like, it sounds legit. <laughs> There is. There is one thing that I did ask my boyfriend about that doesn't seem to be fully accurate, okay. which we can get into. Yes. It's not a big thing. It was just a thing where I was like wondering, is that right? Is that true? So. <laughs> Excited to hear that. Yeah. Mount Fitzroy is a beast, even at like, so Stephanie and I were talking and I listened to things at roughly 1.5 to 1.75, depending on the the audiobook uh, narrator. 
Stephanie listened to this mostly at one. So. Is that regular? Is that that's just regular speed? Right? It, it is regular speed. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, it always has been slow to me, and like I, I've always been prior to getting actually like really into audiobooks, I was always like I read faster than these audiobooks talk, and then I was like, mm. oh, you can bump up the speed. Oh, okay. So yeah. I, I basically don't know why I didn't think to. <laughs> Because we don't do it for podcasts or music or anything. So, like, I can, yeah. So, yeah, this for me was roughly 20 hours, I guess. Mm. As for you, it was almost the entire 30 plus. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Because I bumped it up towards the end and I was like, this sounds fast. Except now that I've done that and I tried to go back to regular speed, it sounds so excruciatingly slow. (laughs) Yeah. I usually bump it up a little higher to see and then then bring it back down. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, like that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But it does. In make... Earthcore, we were also doing at regular speed. Yeah. <laughs> but it does. Like there was a question that I had because there was a point that I, I messaged you and was like, "There's a freakout going on here, and I don't understand." And I bet, and if I had listened at lower speed, I would have heard mm. that subtle difference. Yeah, it's a very, we'll get to that. It's yeah. a subtle thing, but I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so at the end of Earthcore, we do know that Patrick O'Doyle, Bertha, and Sonny, mm-hmm. Bertha Librand, and Sonny, whose last name I really can't remember. McGinnis. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all survived. Yep. In uh, various forms of injuries. Basically, Sonny saves them. Yes. Like, they are able to get out. And because he's in the car waiting for Farm Girl, who I had totally, like, I forgot about her. I had too. Yeah. Forgot about her. Um, and then he sees them. So he does drive up to get them and gets them gets them out of there. I wonder if Farm Girl's in another book. I, I like, apparently, like, Patrick is. I don't know if Connell is, but, like, Patrick Patrick totally definitely was. is. Um mm-hmm. Because I read another book that he was in. And, like, where does that name come from? Just curious. So I'm wondering if she is in another book and then if that really gets explained. Uh, we will find out. Yeah. So. Um, but there were definitely things that I forgot. Like, if I were to think back about Earthcore before I did my listen, my, my mm. second run through here, I would have been like, all right, there's these monsters that this mining company basically finds by accident when they're trying to mine for platinum. Um, everything goes to hell. And then there's like, I don't know, the mountain falls apart and three people get out. Yes. <laughs> Which is true, but I forgot why the mountain falls apart. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that basically they take this orb drops like this radiation that, orb drops and yeah. causes essentially a volcano basically yeah that the whole thing is like the silver bugs work for the rock to yes but then something happens to the rock to where there's like a, a, an event where a bunch of them die and then another something else happens like that again so they have like a limited breeding pool and there's they're not as advanced so they basically devolve and the silver bugs are smarter do they talk than... about why the rock to come to earth in Earthcore? they do and okay. i fucking forgot that too um they say they mentioned that it looks like that they were running from these this uh, symbol that looks like a wasp okay. so like this this other um species i guess that they were running from them and hiding and they've been hiding and that they basically lifted the mountain up put the spaceship in and put the mountain back down <laughs> <laughs> which so i definitely okay conflated the silver bugs and rocked pie in my mind and mm-hmm. had this thing with tentacles and knives which i mean to be fair yeah it is a thing with I, tentacles 
and knives, but they're two separate. Yeah. Yes. And I did that too. George did that too while we were listening to Earthcore. I was like, they're two different things. Yeah. And he was like, oh. I was like, yeah, I, I did that. <laughs> um, and because I went looking for pictures and that's when I realized, and I stumbled over that there's a Sigler verse Wikipedia mm-hmm. um, that was talking about how the rocked pie escaped from these wasp-like cre- uh, mm-hmm. aliens. And I was like, is that something we're going to learn in Mount Fitzroy? Or is this something that we learned in Earthcore and I'm just not remembering? Yeah, um, and I was like, Luckily, I was awake for that part because I kind of kept falling asleep. <laughs> um, I am, I'm very glad because I, I was like, I don't want that to be a spoiler but obviously like if we learned it in earth court they do discuss a little bit more yeah. in Mount Fitzroy because like aliens are a thing hi hello right um I did ask uh our uh friend who has read more Sigler books are these wasp creatures still around and they are apparently they're assholes interesting well I mean they seem like it if yes. these guys had to run from them like, yes. uh, and do you remember the doomsday device they built that Veronica sends it off? It's not the rock to pie or the silver bug. That's Veronica. Oh, that's right. It off. That's yeah, right. Yeah, sort of like fucking payback for them murdering her dad. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So your second listen through, did you like it mm-hmm. as much as you did the first time? Um, I think so. There were definitely some things that graded on me a lot more that probably did then. And I don't know if they're just amplified because I am sick of particular men yeah basically like it's, it seems that women can't be friends because bertha and veronica immediately don't get along and from bertha's perspective it seems it's because veronica's like the like typical pretty and bertha doesn't think she's pretty yeah and i'm like that's that's what's important right now i mean this is before anything goes to shit they're still above right. ground right but it's like this is what we're focusing on in your job of like securing the perimeter which you did a good job at because they were just they were just trying to walk into the camp and yeah she stopped them um but like really that's what we're gonna talk about all right great <laughs> um earth Corps was written back in I, I mean i think it was supposed to originally be published in 2001 and then mm-hmm. um got delayed because of 9-11 so yes. like not to be like here are excuses I mm-hmm. totally agree I've some other like I've the other ancestors the other one I've read and also had a few moments of being like okay dude yeah because it comes up Bertha thinking she's not pretty comes up a lot yes I'm like, and I, mean, I get it I like there are I mean that is an insecurity of most women like mm-hmm. not thinking that you are as pretty or as you know attractive at all um is a problem and i think that like it is done in a way to really be like there are women that think that that actually are attractive and then there's bertha Mm -hmm. and like and i think that's what the the distinction is supposed to be here yeah is like yeah i'm also just like after because it comes up again like it doesn't come up a lot after everything goes crazy in earth core like when the elevator shaft comes down and they're stuck underground but it comes up i'm like that why is that a thing right now? Like you are stuck underground. Yes. You, you've only got limited amount of food. There's monsters. Like, why are we thinking about how I look right now? Like exactly. I wouldn't be exactly. <laughs> I'm very yeah. concerned with getting the fuck out. Yes. Um, how's the romance in Earthcore? That was the other question I had. Because both Patrick and Bertha make it out, and I know by the mm-hmm. end that there's definitely feelings. Like I remember yeah. that, but I couldn't remember if it was incredibly prominent or if it was more of a um, convenience thing almost. Right. Like I should preface this with I fell asleep a lot. I when I the parts that I heard, 
it kind of felt like sort of convenience in that I don't think they knew each other before this assignment. Agreed. So is it also like, is it it's the convenience of them falling in love with each other because of the circumstances or I don't yeah. think they come out and say that they're in love but it or it ends with them being married so you know yeah in Barbara Yaku's office telling they telling her they want revenge um, oh that is how it ends okay yeah yeah that they're in her office whoops they confirm or no I think Sunny confirms over the phone that Connell did die and Bertha and Patrick then come to her and say they want to go to Mount Fitzroy because they want revenge Patrick's okay. whole thing is Connell was my friend. I want to. I want to kill them all. And Barbara okay. also wants that too. So okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always curious. Like, if I could go back to school, I would definitely like. And maybe I don't know. <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, why do I have to be in school to write these papers? But the <laughs> concept of romance or finding love during traumatic events mm-hmm. and whether or not that actually lasts because i don't think like realistically i don't think it actually does i think that that like if you fall in love with someone during a traumatic event and then once that goes away and everything calms down like you're Mm -hmm. not feeling the same emotions and adrenaline or whatever chemical balances and then your body's going but is this love yeah this okay Always the the mention of that this idea of falling in love during a traumatic event or crazy crazy times always makes me think of the movie Speed. Yes, because at the end she s- says something to him about how romance is based on like I don't remember the f- exact phrase and I think it comes up once earlier in the movie too that there or he says it. Nope, she says it earlier in the movie and then he says it at the end like the cute little bookend thing about how Whoa. romance is based on these like traumatic experiences never last so she says that they'll just have to base it on sex yeah and that's (laughs) that's not how you base a healthy relationship i know but it was keanu reeves and sandra very gorgeous (laughs) like we'll allow it for those two (laughs) the dash and lily book that i'm reading had a wonderful quote about love that I, i genuinely liked um i know in my heart i can live without him Mm-hmm. Well, this is you've seen the show yes so this is Langston talking about um what is his boyfriend's name it's Langston and it's Benny like, Benny Benny it's like I know it's a B and I know it's an N and Y and it's not <laughs> yep bunny <sighs> okay uh I know in my heart I can live without him and I know in my heart I don't want to and I was like mm. that is like the most concise way of describing how I feel about love yeah and that Should is be healthy enough yeah yeah like the whole, I can't live without you. Anyways, yeah. That is a whole different discussion for another day. But, yeah, basically I was like, especially in Mount Fitzroy, where I was like, is this a healthy relationship? I don't I know. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Because it seems like, I'm also like, how well did you know each other? Because yeah, it seems like you met it here. Didn't, yeah. Which, and Earthcore like, maybe takes place over a week at the most. God, once I, they actually get to the mountain? Once they get to the mountain, I thought it was only a couple of days. I was being generous? <laughs> I think. And But it, it, it's the standpoint of, yeah, just like all of that. <sighs> yeah. 
I'm also the person who watches a shit ton of Hallmark movies. So, like, <laughs> I understand my hypocrisy. Yeah. We're good. I mean, to be honest, I was a little, uh, while listening to Earthcore, I think the first time and definitely this time I was like, is something going to happen between Connell and Veronica? Like, definitely yes. the first time. Obviously, the second time I knew that we were not going to have time for that. Right. But it was that, like, an opposites attract. Like, he's, like, the head of, like, this, like, one of yes. the big people in this, like, mining company. And she's, like, an archaeologist. Like, she wants to, like, preserve everything, you know? And yeah. then we don't have time for it. So we know Patrick, Bertha, and Sonny survive. And that they they want to go back to, well, Bertha and Patrick want mm-hmm. to go back to Mount Fitzroy. And Sonny's going to help. However, yeah. And Barbara supports that. Barbara yep. wants them to kill everyone because Connell was, like, a son to her. Right. And she's lost her entire family now. Yep. Yep. Um, And we know based on the summary that is on Goodreads Mm -hmm. that Patrick, who we know has a weird past that we don't know a lot about, is going to get a group together to go get revenge. Yeah. And that is essentially all we know going into Mount Fitzroy. Right. Um, So we can do like... Maybe a light conversation on maybe, like, who some of these people are without getting too much into what happens to yeah. let's Yeah, let's go ahead and, and – so what we also know, sorry, is that um, Veronica had a dig site at Mount Fitzroy and a mm-hmm. crew. Um, right, because she found the double crescent knife there. Yes. And then they find another one in Utah, or one was actually found in Utah, like, in the 50s or whatever, and then was stored yes. and not cataloged or whatever. Um, and her dad is the one, Sanji, is the one who calls her, and he's like, Veronica, there's another knife here. I checked it myself. It's totally the same thing. And that's how they end up in Utah. Right. Um, but, yeah, so and she... Do we know, know in that... Earth Corps that she doesn't tell her crew? I don't think we know that. Okay. Um, I think she, like, oh, well, we know in Earthcore that she has kept it very secret that this double crescent knife came back as being pure platinum because she knew. Yes. Once that came out, the vultures were going to come and they were going to tear the mountain apart and they were not going to preserve the Chowtelian people that right. she's been researching. Um, and then there's other similarities, too, because she they, they find that mass grave of the Chaltelians that they think they murdered a bunch of people and the same type of thing happens in Utah to I can't remember the name of like a guy and his crew or actually he gets away and he talks about monsters doing it and people are like no you went and butchered all these people and they like arrest him yeah so knowing that it was not a surprise to find out that there were people of Veronica's crew still at the site or you know involved in all of this um so we get sam samara and Mm -hmm. uh romero Mm -hmm. not going to really go into who they are other than they worked with veronica yes and then with patrick we get what are called the noceums which i love that name yeah (laughs) um and we i'm not going to go into like how they all know each other or anything other than they used to work together. Mm-hmm. And we've got Tommy, who is also known as Worm. Mm-hmm. Or Bookworm. Yep. <laughs> we've got um, Doug, who is also known as mm. Sleepy. Mm-hmm. We've got Kevin, who is also yeah. known as Mullet. 
which I definitely wrote as bullet the first time. (laughs) And it was like, I don't even know how I mistakenly wrote that. I think I just wrote it in a quick, quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We have Maria. Marie or Marie? It was Marie. 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 Uh, Sorry. We have Marie, who is Skylark. Mm -hmm. We have Carson, Mm -hmm. who is Hatchet. And Anders, who is Curveball. Yep. And I did that all off the top of my head. Good job. <sighs> if you had told me that I would be able to do that. I know. <laughs> 20, some like, odd, no. 20 some odd hours ago, there was absolutely <laughs> no way. Right. Absolutely no way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically the plan is for them, the Noceums, plus Bertha, to go in and get some vengeance. Yep, they are not told anything about the mission other than it, they are promised that it'll make them a lot of money. Yeah, that's the other thing. And riches. Yes. Like they like he did, like they do eventually tell them the specifics of it, but that's basically yeah. the goal. Is yeah. we're going to go in, kill as many of these things as possible, get some platinum slash money out of all of this. We're going to be exactly. set forever. You and your families will be set for life. Things will be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that like that gives you a character list going into it. Um, there are a few other characters we haven't even discussed or started talking about, but I think any of them would be spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, I even think discussing reactions, like, did we like this book or not? Yeah. Might fall into spoilers. So Yeah, because I think to go into the things we liked and yes. into the things we didn't like would be yes. a little too spoilery, even if we did it high level. Yes. So, all the respect to Scott Sigler and to anybody listening to this, for the love of God, this is your second warning that we're about to talk about spoilers after a break with an ad from our network. Hey, Nerfurters. My name is Case Aiken, and for over two years, I've hosted my show, Another Pass, where I sit down with interesting guests to talk about movies that we find fascinating but flawed. Good movies, bad movies, doesn't matter we find ways that they could have been improved. So if you ever thought that a sequel dropped the ball by forgetting about a plotline, that an epic could have been saved by introducing the director to an editor, or that a comedy didn't work hard enough to have some substance behind the laughs, then check out Another Pass podcast at certainpov.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Here is your third and final warning. (laughs) Just going to say another warning. We have done as much as we, we think we can without getting spoilery. Yes. And so now we are going to go into spoilers. Yes. Stop listening if you have not listened to Mount Fitzroy. Yes. Come back after you're done. Swear so to God, we'll it's worth it. in like 30 hours. <laughs> yes. Swear it's worth it. Yeah. I swear. It is. All the surprises, yes. the twists and turns. Yeah. Are just. Yeah. What we're about to do is discuss some of them. And we can't do it without spoilers, but it, we also can't discuss this book on any level, like, without discussing. So, yeah. Right. All right. You have been warned enough. Please don't yell. Right. Because we've warned you enough. Yes. And I'm not here for it if you didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, where to begin? Um, okay. Let's begin at... The beginning. Um, I didn't realize that there was overlap with the end of Earth Core. I do like that. Because we get, like, Patrick and Bertha kind of getting, and we, we get them getting married. 
Right. Have them going back to yeah. to to, Mar- to Barbara Yakely, which I forgot about. Like, I forgot that it was in both. Yeah. So when we got to the end, I was like, I just heard this like 30 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is recent. Yeah. Um, so that was good, though. I liked that, that they were, were picking up. Yeah. You know, where we left off. Like, we know that preparations are obviously going to need to be made. Plus healing, because Bertha and Patrick did not get out. Oh. Without any injuries, like they're yeah, they both a little banged up. Yeah, she did, and yeah. scarves and like, yeah, it's it's not. Yeah. And also, we get like a kind of understanding. We don't really know how old Bertha is, but Patrick's pushing like he's in his mid forties, maybe closer to fifty. I think maybe mm-hmm. forty nine is said a couple times, but he's not. I've been a spring chicken, right? And I've also been wondering how old she is. I've been very curious about this age difference yeah. between the two of them. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I mean, a lot of thoughts on amongst... that relationship. And then some other, I had other questions about an age difference between two other characters where we might have seen a romance developed. Oh, I love that relationship might have. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so happy about that. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, but it's, I also really like just the kind of overview of like, hey, this mountain fucking exploded. And it's also set in this universe where like an alien parasite has come and like taken out a chunk of the population. Right. And this how, is a world where some shit has yeah. happened. <laughs> and I think it plays really well, especially knowing that he didn't write this in 2020, maybe mm-hmm. edited a little bit or something. But like the way that the country has bounced back after all these things and then a fucking mm-hmm. volcano goes off in an area that has no seismic activity. Right. There's like no warning. Yeah. It just happens. Like, yeah. And but also like enough people are like the country will bounce back. Like mm-hmm. this is, I think almost in a remote enough area that it's okay yeah from the sounds of it like the only deaths there may be like a handful of deaths that aren't part of earth core um but for the most part got it yeah i i thought that was a good touch of like because there's mention of people who got into car accidents because they were driving and saw a fucking volcano going off next to them yeah and weren't you know paying attention to the road which i also think was just a very real thing oh yeah you know like like you know that is just a mountain all of a sudden lava is spewing up and out of it i live right next to a mountain if that thing started spewing lava i'd be like i mean i'd be dead let's be honest i am very (laughs) close to this mountain i am too close physically a mile from this mountain um I may be less than a while from this mountain, actually, <laughs> now that I think about it. But yeah, no, I, I really like that touch. It felt like mm-hmm. very much like the start of a sequel movie where it's like not, it's not really montage but I could see it being a really nice montage of these news stories of just like mm-hmm. everything that's going on between the two books and like these government um, departments kind of discussing it and being like, is this going to end up being my department? Please don't end up being my department. Also, yeah. the killer pigs in Georgia, I need that story. I need that. Yeah, what in the <laughs> hell is happening? <laughs> um, we find out, I don't think, uh, we probably know about it from other books, but I'm going to, everything I say here, like if we find something out that is actually in another book, it is likely because Stephanie and I have not read that book. Yeah. So we yeah. find out that there is the DST, mm-hmm. which I wrote down and I don't have my notes open, but the Department of it's Special Threats. Threats. Thank you. Yeah. It's like which training. totally makes <laughs> <laughs> It totally makes sense that the government would be like, we need a department to like 
handle aliens. Monitor these things, handle it because <laughs> apparently there are these special threats like that we need to like yeah. really be aware of. Yeah. Um all I could think cuz I think it was this week that this was announced. The dude in Israel who's like there's aliens. The president knows that there's aliens that we've had alien contact. I have not seen this guy. <laughs> oh, good God. I didn't read into it because, like, I'm not kidding when I say, like, I have worked and slept for the past week for the most part. I just saw it and was like, why am I not talking to anybody about this? And it was like, because er- everybody that I talked to was either really overworked or was reading this book as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I would not be surprised if we do have a department of special threats somewhere. Yeah. Um. And we learn that we meet Tim Healy, who I do believe has actually been in other books. Um, he's an asshole. I didn't even write his name down. I was like, wait, who? Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I wrote down his name just because I was like, he runs this department. He's a total prick. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the governmental sort of way. Like, mm-hmm. He's not a special kind of prick. He's just the kind of dude that has worked in government too long and has to deal with government shit and it has made him an asshole. Yeah. And also makes him feel like he's superior to people. Yep. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, And he gets the call of like, whatever happened in Utah is not just a weird thing. Like, it's not just a weird volcano that just like decided to pop off. Right. Because I had forgot that farm girl or Kayla Meyer she calls her old boss at the NSA uh, something Vogel um, Kenneth Kevin whatever Vogel is the last name calls him because she wants her old job back and if she delivers on the fact that there's alien life at this place he, she wants him to get her back in um, so she dies in Earth Corps Mike Vogel it's like I know I wrote down that Mike name. okay yeah so Vogel however has this knowledge and then he's the one who's like there's more to this yes. and you need to investigate it and so does farm girl die in Earthcore? I thought it was vague I thought she so... was one of the possible people that could pop back up she so okay I fell asleep again <laughs> during this part but basically um it's towards the end where Connell Patrick and Bertha are the last three remaining and they're almost at the Linus highway to get out that like tunnel. Right. So they um, see her come in and so she's armed. So they hide and basically he takes the, like the Marco Polo device, like the, the one that'll show you where the person is off of the two of them. And he's like, let me do this. You two go. I'm going to lead her away. You got to get Bertha out of here. And so he leads her into the ship. Okay. She comes in, they fight he stabs her in the back of the leg. He basically, like, stabs her in the back of the leg and hits her with his head, like, headbutts her a few times till she passes out. And then he leaves her with a knife. Okay. Um, she does wake up because he's like, you know what? Maybe she'll have a chance, but probably not. And so it's, it's vague in the sense of, like, he hears her screaming, like, defiant screaming as she's trying to fight the octopi, And then the screams turn into just now I'm just screaming. So she's dead because then everything also blew up. <laughs> so, I was gonna say, or the if volcano. Carl's dead then she's likely dead. Right. She, yeah, she definitely died. She got sliced up for sure. Okay. Before the volcano erupted. Um, but she had made that call first. So there is knowledge out there. Okay. And she is beyond scary. Like, yeah, 
which is interesting because they talk about this and then they talk about O'Doyle, mm-hmm. our buddy O'Doyle, who mm-hmm. I didn't have feelings about one way or the other starting this book. There was no like immediate reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Sonny, there was. So mm-hmm. I remember being like, oh yeah, we got to protect Sonny. He's our old dude. Like, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> and Bertha, I was like, I remember her having it rough at the end of Earth Corps, but also being like, I didn't have like, I was very neutral on Patrick and Bertha. Yeah. Um, Veronica, I did I... actually remember. Oh, okay. I really wanted Sunny because Sunny also like kind of made friends with Cho yeah. Takachi and he watches Farm Girl murder the shit out of him yeah. from far away. Um, so I in like, that's why he hung around because he wanted to like try to like do her in. Yes. Um, so I really, I wanted, I wanted, and then he did end up saving basically Bertha and Patrick because they would not have made it down the mountain without his car, him and his car. So I did want him same, same as you wanted to protect Sonny. Yeah. Um, and, and so yeah, Patrick and Bertha get married. Um, this is actually the first look at Doug we get. Um, we find mm-hmm. out he is a reverend of a becoming pretty popular church. Kind of sounds like a mega church. Yeah. Like immediately my first reaction was like, oh, you're not a good guy. This is definitely <laughs> like some kind of scam artist. I wonder how he mm-hmm. and Patrick are related mm-hmm. because he refuses to marry Patrick and Bertha unless they fork over a hundred grand. Right. And it's like, well, why? Yeah. I'm like, why? And his first reaction was just like, is is Patrick coming after me? Like, there's a lot of blood here that interest like immediately yeah. has me going like, okay, what? What is going on? Yeah. Um, Sonny obviously refuses to pay that. Yeah. They also don't have it. Right. <laughs> to pay. Right. Um, and I'm glad I was, I was worried that was going to become a sticking point. Me too. Yeah. Like the way. And then it doesn't like come up again later though. No. And I, I think that it was just a way of introducing the Doug. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I just, I didn't have great feelings about Patrick and Bertha. <laughs> I just was like, oh, buds, you should date. You should relax. You should mm-hmm. breathe mm-hmm. for a minute. Like. Yeah. It. Honestly, and it may apply to both of them, but especially for Bertha, felt like she was going, this is literally the only man who's ever going to be attracted to me. I need to scoop him up now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. As someone who has a lot of anxiety and insecurities, that is a mood. But also, you got a lot to bring to the yeah. table, Bertha. Yeah. And like like you said, date. See how you are when you're not running from aliens exactly. and trying to get out of a fucking mountain. See how you are in the daylight. Exactly. Like, let's just. And this is a thing that I think truly pops up occasionally in the book of like Bertha kind of realizing, oh, I haven't known him that long. I don't know anything about his past. These people know my yeah. husband more than I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, babe, you're not wrong. Yeah. Because you haven't known him for that long, yeah. which like. Yes, friends of old would know more. Friends who that he was at least that he worked with for years would know yeah. more about him, your husband who you have not known for even a year, I think. Yeah. At this point, like yeah. And knowing your husband has this past and that he did things for the government that he can't talk about. I mean, he also has the tattoos of like all the places where he's killed someone. Like I remember mm-hmm. that 
like when he mm-hmm. talked about it in Mount Fitzroy, I was like, oh yeah, that was a thing in Earth Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your husband's been in sticky situations, and if it's with these people, the emotional connection that you made with this guy in like four days, imagine years of that. Right. Right. Being in literal life or death yeah. situations more than one. Yes. Like multiple times throughout their time together as the Noceans. So, yeah, there's a couple times where like Patrick is trying to get it through to her mm-hmm. that I was like, Bertha, come on. But also a couple yeah. times where I was like, Patrick, fuck off. Right. Like, But then other times, too, where I was just like. These things cannot be easy things to discuss. I would not know from personal experience, but could only imagine that there are some things that he is holding on to as being confidential that I cannot. They're just top secret. I can't talk about. And other things that he will talk to her about as time goes on. Right. You can't just force someone to t- give you an info dump on all these like horrific things that they experience because that's not easy to do. Right. Like you got to give them time. Like. I honestly didn't put together how little time they'd been together until we started talking about this. Mm-hmm. But the more and more I think about it, the more and more frustrated that Bertha gets that he hasn't told her these things. And I'm just like, it's been maybe two months tops that you guys have known each other. I think so. It's like, are you worried that he's that he could die down there or you could die down there without knowing your husband? Then A, maybe you shouldn't have gotten married to someone you don't know. But B, you can't force someone to tell you these things just because you want to know right now, right this second. Right. And and that is also coming from someone who is very much of that mindset of like, I want to know all the information as soon as possible. Right. And I don't know that she went on and gave him an info dump of her time fighting in Afghanistan, like the things that she experienced, probably because they're traumatic. Yeah. And will take time. And also, like, context. Like, who's just going to blurt out this thing happened to exactly. me? Like, you know. My grandfather fought in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And growing up, and from what I understand, like, the only thing I knew about it was that there was something involving rats. Because he was absolutely mm-hmm. petrified of rats. Mm. And that is about the only thing that I associated. And then... A couple years before he passed, maybe only a year before he passed, he something happened and he started talking about something that he went through in Vietnam. And like the mm-hmm. entire family got silent because no one had heard him talk about Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, we don't want to remind you that like you don't talk about these things, but we're fascinated. Right. right. So I can only imagine like right. I can just. Yeah, yeah, I just I was I was very frustrated with her just coming from it from the perspective of these are difficult things to talk about. You need to like anything traumatic is going to be difficult yeah. to talk about no matter how much you've worked on it in therapy. I would imagine like and I don't know that Patrick has oh, no, also, not at all. <laughs> um, but even if he had, I don't I still don't think it would be a super easy thing to come out and say you got to give him time. Yeah. And then at the same time there are things that he's not willing to discuss because he's like i can't talk about it either confidentiality with the government or or packs that he made with his crew like this is the man you married he is very loyal and like you get that sense from him in earth core so you kind of should have known that there are things that he's not going to want to tell you because of that that's very true this man is loyal to a fault which i did not Mm -hmm. think was a thing but hey Mount Fitzroy proved it is a thing. (laughs) 
do we want to follow Bertha and Patrick for a little while, or do we want to talk about the other big thing that we learn about at the beginning? God. We could probably talk about them up until we get to, like, Samira and Romero and okay. them trying to convince them okay. and how those things intersect. So... Yeah. They talk to Barbara. They're going to go for revenge. They need to find the location. We know that. They mm-hmm. also need to entice their old or Patrick's old crew. Um, yeah. So he calls Murray, who is the former head of the DST, uh, Murray Longworth. Right. And That's the name. Yep. Um, essentially is like, call in every favor you have. I need to know where these people are. $20,000 check just to show up to the meeting. Which is quite enticing. Which we only, I like that we only get that offer from the perspective of one person. Yes. We only get the perspe- that perspective from Tommy when he gets the offer um, from, what's the guy's name? Dillinger. Dillinger. He's going to basically take over EarthCore when Barbara retires. Uh-huh. Um, and so he's delivering these messages, basically. And I think Tommy's the first one that he delivers. I think and, so. Yeah. Because you would think, like, but, the way that Tommy reacts. Right. He would learn very quickly not to do that again. Yes. Because basically he goes to, like, take something out of his jacket po- pocket and Tommy's instincts take over and he basically grabs him by the throat. Yeah. And it ends up being just, like, it, it's the envelope, I think. It's not it's not a weapon or anything. Right. And he says, he's Dillinger's like, I'm going to learn from this. This is a learning experience for me. <laughs> um, Tommy is the only other no-CM that we get any point of view from right and very quickly i was like this is now my new favorite thing we're going to protect it at all costs at all costs (laughs) i I give a shit about anybody else anybody else (laughs) who hurts tommy right tommy must make it out he loves to read like he's so good with numbers like and there is is a brilliant he is and there's a part later on in the book where someone says something about, or it's from, I think it's from it's maybe adorable. Patrick's perspective. Yes. Yeah, who like everyone knows how brilliant Tommy is, except for Tommy. How special he, he is. Yes. It just, yes. It broke my heart. Yeah. Tommy was immediately my fave. Yes. Like he, ugh. He's a dishwasher. He's got a dickhead of a boss. He um, um, ended up in jail. For a little mm-hmm. while for um essentially what dillinger did some guy reached yeah. and tommy accidentally killed him yeah he keeps track of the number of people he killed he is not necessarily proud of his past um he's yeah he's i don't he's not he's definitely he's like he never wants to kill again he never wants to like yeah be in those types of situations again so it seems like he's not super happy being a dishwasher but he's like this is it yeah this is my world that i'm gonna stay in we learned that he essentially joined the army or military to do some time so that they would pay for college so that 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 was how he's going to get a college degree right it turns out he's really really good at killing people like it's one of the best shooters yes and so he doesn't have a college degree to fall back on did he want to go to space? Did he was his plan to become an astronaut? Yes. Uh, okay. Someone asks him. It's Sam asks him, um, "What did what did you want to be?" Yeah. And he like digs yeah. this memory out of like I wanted to be an astronaut, but he didn't have the best family life for upbringing, and school bored him, 
and mm-hmm. thus perpetuates the life of Tommy thinking that he is not worthy. Right. Right. Despite the fact that he's fucking brilliant. Yes. Maybe he needs like to he read does... some more books. That's not true. He reads a ton of books. He reads all of the books. <laughs> the books that he brings <laughs> with him. I was like, oh, bud. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But he does like it's uh, it reminds me of that part in Matilda when Miss Honey is going to Trunchbull and she's like, she does large sums of numbers in her head. Yes. <laughs> Trunchbull's not impressed. She's like, so does my calculator. But Tommy does like he calculates like with that offer of the twenty thousand dollars, like how many hours it would take to work in his current position as a dishwasher to make that much money. And it's like, all right, I'm just going to go. Yeah. I'm just going to hear him out because it's X amount of hours yes. that I'd have to do this. Yeah. Work. And he essentially decides to go on this trip because everybody else is going. I don't think he knew. No, no, no. Not, not to the, not to Denver to go oh. to Mount Fitzroy gotcha. because the entire meeting that they're talking about, like, Hey, we have this thing. O'Doyle, who also goes by Ender as an Ender's mm-hmm. game, um, tells him that they will not be killing people. And there's an emphasis on the word people yes. that Tommy's definitely picking up on, and he's like, "Okay, but like he, kn- Tommy knows he's a good shot. He's yes. like the greatest shot of all of them. Why are you bringing me if we're not killing people?" Right. And there's like an emphasis that Ender's putting on people. What's going on? Exactly, and they're promised. Oh, I can't remember what percentage it is. It's, I don't know. It's a lot of money. Essentially, they're are they're. They could walk away from. There was another point that they could walk away and get two million, and then mm-hmm. there was another point after that, where they would get a percentage of whatever platinum is pulled up, which conservatively was six figures. That's a lot. Six, sorry, in the conservatively is over a hundred million is what I'm trying to say. Uh, nine figures and no, conservatively was less I don't remember it millions of dollars they're going to be set for life yeah and we learned that Marie has three girls like this is a way for her to provide for her kids um for the most part none of these people have done enough with their life because they can't talk about their past so right how do you get a job right she I don't know if we learn what she oh we do know what she's doing what is she doing oh she teaching people how to fly because she was yes. their pilot yes. she's teaching people how to fly she's got three kids three girls um then we've got carson and anders not to be confused with ender because they yeah. sound very similar <laughs> yep so hatchet and curveball um who are together they have a bakery like you know they've got that and then mullet is the car salesman i believe yes yeah mullet who is absolutely stunning and gorgeous. And immediately I went, oh, so you are a sociopath. Cool. Right. In my notes, I wrote allegedly good looking because I was like, I'll believe it when I see yeah. it. <laughs> yes. All I could think yeah. of was, um, did you watch the Hunger Game movies? No. Oh, okay. I held off because I was going to do a Hunger Games marathon with a friend from work and then all this oh, happened. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> the guy that they got to play Finnick. That was all I could think of. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's... Yeah. These these are people that, like, spent their 20s thriving on adrenaline, and you're offering them a chance to do that again. And a little bit, they're cocky of, like, they didn't die. 
Right. They did all these missions and didn't yeah. die. So, like, of course they're not going to die this time. And... Although Patrick does make it very clear yes. that this will be the most dangerous thing that they did, but that they've also... ever done, and that they could. Yeah. But I get it. There's a level of confidence there. Yeah. There's just... Their their brains are not ready. Um, I mean, they do tell... Like, he does... Bertha and him do give them the lowdown. Once they say that they're in, they give them the lowdown on the things, the, the, the silver bugs and the rocks by. They, they, they tell them everything. They don't keep anything from them because... To have a successful mission, you need everybody to be fully aware yes. of the things that they're going to encounter. And I really appreciate Tommy. Like, I just, I'm sorry. This is going to just be the Tommy Love podcast. Yes. Because Tommy's like, it's a fucking alien race. I get to go fucking meet aliens. I don't want to kill yeah. aliens. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't want to. Mm. But I get to meet I aliens. I was worried. I was worried that it was going to end up being some weird thing. Or not weird, but, like, a thing where he doesn't want to kill them, and then he ends up, like, getting hurt or killed because he tries yeah. to, like... Stand keeps, in the middle. Make some peace. Yeah, like, something like that. <clears throat> so, yeah, they essentially... Everybody's in. Um, mm-hmm. And including the Reverend. Right. Who was a part of this group. That was, like, a a cool thing, and like that explains why he, he wants nothing to do with him, but also, right. like, that loyalty's still there. And he decides to do it. And I also really like this part because all I could think of was like how sleazy he kind of was. Yes. And then they make it very clear. He's like, I do all of these things. I give back in all of these ways. And I really like the line of even if only a fraction of that is true, he's still doing more than the rest of us to give back. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to just from that moment on, Sleepy's a good dude. He does try to stop Tommy from going. That yes. I was like, is the Reverend going to go? And he's in, but he tries to stop Tommy from going because he knows how Tommy feels about, there's like, I think it comes up a little bit that, that something happened in Banda. We don't yeah. know. It was really bad. And it really scarred all of them uh-huh. and that they're all still dealing with it. But like, particularly for Tommy, yes. he like Sleepy knows this. And so he's trying to stop him from going. Um, he's like, I'll help you find a job. Like when I get back, like it'll be fine. And it's so I thought that was really like a interesting. Like at first, I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to trust you. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I I do think that I, I definitely got the vibe of like a terrible doing this for the kind of money kind of reverend. But mm-hmm. also like by the end of that meeting, I was like, I don't think you're a bad guy. Yeah. Mullet slash Kevin definitely a sociopath the entire time yeah Um, yeah marie i just was like are you just the obligatory girl in the group yes like that's all she was that's like so i ended up giving this four out of five stars and i really really enjoyed it but the stark character development between the characters that are developed and the stock characters Mm -hmm. is a lot yeah. And Marie, I think, gets the short end of the stick in so many ways yeah. that it is frustrating as hell. Yes. Um, I like that she was their pilot. I thought that yes. was cool that the woman knew how to fly. Um, and medic, because the, the Tommy yes. says the last time he saw her, he had gotten shot or stabbed. He was stabbed not doing in the, in well. the gut. He wasn't doing well. And she was trying to help save him as they tried to get him to 
to like a medical facility. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. So she's like, she's got molds. Like she, I'm assuming she can also fight. Oh and yeah. Shoot, but she's also a pilot. She's a medic. She's got all this stuff. And then she's a badass. Like I would have loved more co- character development, anything from yeah. her other than just like these quips. She's a mom. Yeah. Just these quips of like, mm-hmm. remember me? I'm the girl in the group. And I'm just. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially, let, let's let's go ahead and just rip this bandaid off. Especially yep. when we find out why her call name is Skylark. Yes. Which is not because she flies. It is because she slept with literally everybody in the group except for Anders. Right, Anders. That was the confusion. <laughs> yes. So I'm listening to this, and this is all from Bertha's point of view, as she's asking, like, why is, you know, trying to figure out why everybody's call sign is what it is. Mm-hmm. And... She says, I slept with everybody in the group except for Anders. And the group is like making light of it. Like even um, Anders is curveball. So Carson Hatchet, yes. his husband, is like, I think he says something like, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out my sexuality yes. or something like that. So they're, it's a, it's not like a big deal. Yes. It's and also this was years. like 20, yes, yeah. at least 20 years ago. And then... Bertha basically loses her fucking shit because this woman slept with her husband 20 years yeah. ago. And, like, really harps on it. The fact that she slept with her 20 years ago and that she's part of this group. And it's like... You, why didn't you tell, like, later on when it's just the two of them? But then she is yelling, so it's possible they heard her. She's yelling at him about, why didn't you tell me? You didn't think to tell me that a woman you slept with was going to be here. And I... He didn't. And I think it's probably like, did he forget? Because like, there's like a, a good friend of mine where I like, I forget the fact that we slept together because oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, no, like I have a friend that like, we definitely um, did some stuff that now it's almost like an embarrassing thing to think about. Like we oh. just don't process yeah. those thoughts. That was 16 years ago. Sorry, yeah, mom, this... listening. <laughs> but I'm trying to think when this was, uh, what year is it? This, oh shit. Was this 16 years? Oh God. <laughs> Wait, no. Yeah, no, this was like 2004, 2005. Yeah. Oh, and it's God. just not something that we, <laughs> like, even his partner made a comment. I was like, we don't talk about that. Or my friend yeah. was, like, I mean, I've had this friend for 20 years. And someone was like, I think I'm the only one in this group who hasn't kissed him. And I was like, we don't address that. <laughs> That's not a, huh. So, yeah, like, I can't imagine a boyfriend now being like you did what with him and you're still friends right. that's not right. okay i can be like okay right. cool bye right i'm also just like everyone has a sexual past yes. get the fuck over and also i think he's that in his old, 40s like, if he hasn't had sex that is a problem <laughs> i think also patrick like probably legit just forgot and like because he's very focused on there are monsters yes. in a mountain and I need people that I trust and I know will have my back and I'll have theirs to help us get the fuck out of this situation that we are going into voluntarily. Yes. But like I need the best of the best and she the, this is the group and that's like the furthest thing I think from his mind. But the fact that I mean, it really that it bothers Bertha that much so drove much. me fucking crazy because again women can't be friends in these books. Yeah that's a problem mm-hmm. and it comes up at least one more time. I was, I, I think you and I hit that point at the same time where it was like, if this is a thing throughout the book, we can't do this. Yeah. I mean, even going back to the last book that we did, mm-hmm. um, where we've got a main character who is like, 
I just need to get laid. That's all I could think of was like, I can't imagine you're, they've been working together for years. Needs need to be met. Like <laughs> kudos for her. Mm-hmm. That's all I could think of was like, good for you. Taking yeah, advantage why, like, of having all of these males around. Good for you. Why not? Yeah. If everyone is a consenting adult, exactly. go for it. And again, it is 20 years yes. later. She has moved on. He has clearly moved on because he's married to you. Yes. Uh, he hasn't seen her in 20 years. Like, this is... Or he doesn't flirt with any of them. She's just, right. like, very, like... And he doesn't flirt with her. No. Is another thing, yeah. too. She's just very much that stock female in a group of guys character. Yeah. Um, if she's flirting with anybody, and like I'm using flirting very loosely, loosely, it is Tommy. But even that felt mm. more of like almost like a mother son relationship rather like than like a teasing. Yeah. yeah. It just not serious, no, not at all serious. No. Yeah. Like this is just honestly, they probably needed to let off some steam after missions, and this is how they did it. Yeah. Yeah. And. I'm just going to stick to it was 20 fucking years ago. Agreed. Like, who cares? I mean, Bertha cares, and I don't know why. Because it comes up a couple more times yeah. throughout, and it was very... And there's one particular part towards the end where I'm just like, now now yes. is the time where we need to fucking think yes. about this? Like, I... I have a thought related to this that I want to get to when we get to something later mm-hmm. that I want to talk out. Okay. So I do want to bring this up again later, but it is it is okay. not... Oh, it's going to come up for me again later yeah. as we get to that part that I'm talking about because I'm going to complain about it again. Yes. <laughs> so um, they all agree they're on their way to Mount Fitzroy. Right. And then Sonny. I like I love that Sonny is still involved. Yes. I was worried we weren't going to because he's older. He's 67, we yes. learn. And, you know, the shit that happened in Utah was really scary. And anyone of any age would probably be like, I'm done. Yes. But he's still involved. His job is to basically find the people that worked with Veronica and get them to tell him the location of where she found that the first double crescent Mm -hmm. knife. So that's kind of how we meet Samara, who goes by Sam and Romero. Uh, It's not exactly how we meet, but that's their paths end up crossing. Yeah. They are the other two triangle parts of a triangle of um, Valerie. Veronica. Veronica. <laughs> I almost said Victoria. Man, every other. <laughs> it's a V. Theme. It was a V. <laughs> Veronica's um, group. And yeah. we learned that Veronica was kind of the face and that, like, they all yeah. had their parts. Um, again, female relationships. Sam and Veron- Sam didn't really care for Veronica. Right. And it's just like. To the point where I think when. So her and Ramiro were married uh-huh. and they have since gotten divorced. Um, but they still work together. He's her best friend. Yes. You know. I love um, to that. To the point where I think. I do love yes. that. Oh, you mean people who can be adults after a divorce yeah. and not complete dickheads during the whole process and after? I, I got to tell you that like two or three years ago, I've probably been like, this is the most unrealistic bullshit ever. But actually knowing people that are like this, I love it. I'm yes. so glad that this who is also, here. Who also don't have kids. Yes. Because I think like people in books and then in real life who have kids they genuinely need to find a way to work together yes. whereas they didn't but they their and jobs they still are intertwined keep, so it's like right and they've kept yeah yeah kept that friendship alive because you can be respectful to someone yeah. when you get divorced happy December everybody <laughs> yep 
It's to the point where I think when he calls her to tell her that Veronica died, I think he actually asks her if she's sad yes. or something. He asks her something like that. And it's like, well, because that's when we learned that they didn't really get along. And it seemed that she was jealous of the fact that Veronica was like yeah. the face. And I was just like, and again, women can't be yeah. friends. It's like there's these two women working on their life's passion together. Exactly. Why can't they be friends? Exactly. Like, like I think that we've read a lot of women writing women or Mm -hmm. non-binary writing Mm -hmm. women rather than and men writing men rather than men writing women recently right this was was jarring a little bit um because you can be jealous and you can Mm -hmm. have that like it really sucks that she's doing more of what i want to do and to be fair there is a line where she's like, at some point this will hit me and it'll suck. Right. And but but also if they were a team. It's either that the women in this the this these two books can't get along or they don't acknowledge each other. Because Sam mm-hmm, and Bertha, mm-hmm. there's almost no interaction. Yes. Yes. Like would it pass the Bechtel test? I don't yeah. know how much they talk to each other. I don't like, think Sam and Marie talked at all. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I think you're right. So it's like. Yep. And this is the primary reason that I took a star off my review. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that. I love the way that he writes characters. But the very clear star difference between like developed characters or characters that we should mm-hmm. care about and right. stock characters like. We haven't gotten to a death yet, but when we get there, right? Um, I'll, I'll dive into this a little bit more. And then, yeah, just like, I don't know. I Maybe it's because I've been doing my job for 10 years. The women in my company, even if they're above me or below me, that I'm friends with, like, they're, they're, those are healthy friendships. And yeah. You want each other to do well, yeah. and they want you to do well. And we really mm-hmm. try to fight the things of like, oh, she must have slept away, or like, mm, there's something going on there, which occasionally still happens. From like, mm. I had a guy say that about a woman who got a promotion, and it was like, this was years and years and wow. years ago, and it was like, what? <laughs> God. So yeah, I just like, it's feeding into those stereotypes that I think you and I have tried to get out of our. Um, reading habits and it was mm-hmm. a lot yeah but yeah sam and romero i do actually i again really appreciate the healthiness of their mm-hmm. post marriage life yeah even with all the secrets and shit that's going on yeah yeah because like she i think she cheated she had sex with someone else yes. like it could have been a big break but They've patched things up. They've repaired things. They've worked to do that, to have like a, not even just a civil relationship, but like a genuine friendship to the point where when Sonny comes to them um, and he asks them. So actually before he Sonny comes, when the two of them are, they go back to their, to the caves and they find three 
of double crescent knives in the walls and they can't get to them because of their suits their suits are not the cool suits that our crew had in earth core um they're not as advanced so they have to leave mm-hmm. so they want to go back to get them but when sunny comes um to approach them they're like, oh God, you. I think they figure out that he was in Utah, and um, he says something. Along he them. tells yeah. them, yes, but they're thinking, oh, you work for that mining company, you work for EarthCore. How you, we're not going to tell you, like, I don't know how Veronica got mixed yeah. up with you in EarthCore. He says but he knows Veronica. You're just, he knew Veronica. Yeah, but you just want to destroy, destroy, destroy. And he he brings up the platinum, and he he can tell immediately that Samira knows about the platinum, and Ramiro does not. So. In that moment, Ramiro realizes that Sam has been lying to him. She didn't let him in on this. And in Sam's defense, it was Veronica who had the test run figured out. She wanted to keep it close to her vest. She did tell Sam. And they didn't tell anybody else. So I get, like, kind of in her defense, Sam's defense a little bit. It was to protect the find, to protect the site. Does someone at the state of the, the University of Michigan also know? I don't know. I don't know that anyone else. No, because I think Sam, she says something. I have like a memory while I was walking Chief Brody of Samira. This is the part that I can't really defend is her saying that she kind of felt good. Like there was something empowering about being the only one who knew this secret and that she could have told him right after, but she didn't. (laughs) So that part's not super defensible. Yeah. I mean, like that should have been a sign that your relationship's not great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So she doesn't tell him and he's mad because he figures out very quickly that she's lied to him and that part of this lie was during their marriage. And he's upset. But when it comes down to the very end of like Sonny's offer, like there's like nonverbal cues between the two of them where they both agree very silently with like just like a tick of the eyebrow or something very small that they are not going to give in. that They're not going to tell. And even though they both know platinum equals a lot of money and there are three more in that wall that we just found um so i like that that they're still able to like because that's the level of their relationship they're able to communicate silently with each other about what to do next yeah i like that um we also like romero was in the process of basically telling sam he's out he's done Mm -hmm. even if they get another grant like he's like yeah back it up like the amount of money that they need to actually continue is just not feasible. Right. Um, and while Sonny's there, they also learn that someone is willing to offer their the university that they work for a million dollars. Yeah. I think, do they ask Sonny about it? Yeah, they make a comment. He's like, that's not me. Yeah. Who is it, Stephanie? Who is it? Who, who put the money oh. Before we do that, just last thing, Sonny gives them a number to call. Yes. He says, if you, it, he's like, okay, you, you're not going to give me the say. And you said, you're not going back. You're going home. But let's just pretend and say that you're going to go back and you find yourselves in trouble or you see something you can't explain. Yes. Call this number. We'll help you. Yes. That's important. So who? The who for that money <laughs> is the individual who I've been wondering for the last two or three years since we read this book if he survived. Because we never saw the body of motherfucking Angus Cool at the end of Earthcore. Now, if you remember, towards the end of Earth, okay, so I actually forgot this part. I forgot Farm Girl tortured the shit out of him. I completely oh, I forgot do about that. that. Yeah, until it gets mentioned in Mount Fitzroy when he's like that woman in her her pliers. I was like, wait, oh, Kayla, right. and she does. 
she does he gets away because bertha's suit is cut and he like jumps in the water and he manages to get away and get to the linus highway and he's running up and she's there and is all bad for him from there but after connell leads farm girl away and o'doyle and bertha are going up the linus highway they run into him and bertha's not doing well her suit is so doyle's like fuck it angus you take that cool suit off you're gonna put it we're gonna put it on her and you're gonna run (laughs) if you want to live you can run but if you don't take it off you either take it off now or i'm gonna take it off your dead body (laughs) which is a valid thing to say to angus yeah i mean you know do we remember how angus let randy die so i'm gonna be honest i remembered that we didn't like angus and that he was Mm -hmm. a tool and especially the Mm -hmm. kind of tool that is like a very brilliant person who just looks Mm -hmm. down on everybody Mm -hmm. outside of that didn't remember much about angus and like why we really and truly hate i knew that like randy died yeah it's his fault all his fault and honestly i mean not all his fault is a silver bug but like he drove (laughs) me nuts in mount fitzroy but it's not until closer to the end that i was like oh i truly do hate you that's right yeah that's right so in Earthcore. He's brilliant. He is brilliant. He he makes brilliant designs. Um, his only friend, his best friend, is Randy, his partner at Earthcore. And, like, I forgot that the two of them plan, like, a fake... Well, not fake, because they do cause an explosion at the lab, but they fake their injuries to go to the hospital mm-hmm. to then get out of the hospital and be able to sneak in. Because they're, like, um, through, Yes, but they go through a much easier way oh, that's than right. what Connell's having to dig down and make... I mean, they would have still still had to like dig down their mining but it's the second entrance basically to yeah right so he just I okay <clears throat> I did forget how much when we get Angus's point of view in Earthcore he was bullied as a kid he was picked on and there's parts where like when Randy stands up to him eventually or when Connell talks to him that they're reminding him of those bullies so he has some issues that he very much could have worked on in therapy yes he definitely definitely like even not remembering that Mount Fitzroy like Mm -hmm. it was enough of me being like you had a hard like at some point something very difficult happened but he is also the kind of person that if you were like you should go to therapy he'd be like I'm smarter than any therapist wait therapy's not real it's not gonna do anything for me I think because he is brilliant so I'm wondering if he was like that smart maybe he was a smart nerdy kid growing up and asshole jocks whatever like stereotypical whatever like picked on him maybe have you ever watched Big Bang Theory no oh um (laughs) don't I don't recommend it I know of it but I will not (laughs) all I can think of was Sheldon like Mm. that's exactly who he reminded me of while Uh. reading this and anybody who's watched Big Bang Theory like that that honestly should be enough to to understand like yeah he like it's okay so okay he donnie who we haven't gotten to yet calls him dumb wit donnie in his head and openly calls him dumb wit several times yeah and the fact that donnie doesn't react to that ever is also one thing but also i'm just like right what the fuck right he's an asshole like he he does figure out in Earthcore how to, like, scramble the radio to make a sound, basically, to, like, throw off the Roctopi. Or, I'm sorry, the Silverbugs. But it's when they're in the ship, there's a Silverbug there. It's shiny and new, so mm-hmm. it's a very, it's a brand new one that is also not being affected. So Randy's plan is when it comes at them, he's going to grab two legs 
ran, uh, Angus is going to grab the other two, and then they're just going to, like, run and throw it in the water. And it would have worked. He caught the two legs. Yeah. And then he looks up to see Angus, and Angus isn't there, because Angus fucking ran away. Angus is trash. Yep. And then when Angus is running back to the group... That's when Bertha's been, her fingers have been cut off. Her suit I might also be cut somewhere else. And uh, Doyle's demanding that Angus fix it. And he's like, I can't. We don't have anything else left. And so O'Doyle's coming at him. And he is scared of O'Doyle. Like, he ha- he always kept his distance, like, even from the beginning yeah. of Earthcore. Um, and that's when Angus runs into the water and manages to get out and not kill himself in the water and the river and the rapids. And gets to the highway and or the Linus Highway to get out and runs into Farm Girl so much mm-hmm. um but yes yeah he gets out someone picks him up takes him to a hospital mm-hmm. like and and then he checks in as a john we, doe yes and then, he pretends to not have yeah any memory of who he is why he doesn't have any clothes on because his his cool suit's right. gone but that that's my biggest thing after Earthcore was that this motherfucker yep might still be alive because we never saw a body i mean we had to know like I definitely made a sound when it was Angus, but also, mm-hmm. like, what other villain could you bring? Right. Right? Yeah, like, what other... You had to have someone balance out Doyle. Mm-hmm. What other villain could you bring? Right. Plus, like, when we think about, like, movie sequels, usually the second one is bigger and badder, bigger inventions, bigger monsters. Yes. We totally have that yes. here. And part of it is because he's he's, he's a, an asshole, yeah. but he is brilliant. And he makes some new creations. Definitely. So. But at the hospital. I've also forgot about the nurse at the hospital. Oh, God, yeah. So. I don't even think he I basically wrote her is, name down. I think it was Alice. Um, she smuggles him out of the hospital, basically. And she does it because she is the nurse who he paid off in Earthcore to let him and Randy get out oh, so they can yeah. go spelunking. <laughs> also has convinced so he is convinced a woman comes looking for him mm-hmm. i don't think we ever figure out is who that, that is because i think he thinks June. it is farm girl i mean farm girl does go to the hospital when alice says that a woman came to the hospital looking for him she's talking about farm girl oh, okay because in earth curl in earth course farm girl goes there to kill them because she basically farm girl's whole thing is, is she watches the the silver bugs kill everyone in the camp okay she kills cho and then she's going to kill Angus and Randy so that there's no survivors. Okay. So she can basically deliver this to the NSA to get her job back. Okay. And so she does go. She talks to that nurse. It is Alice that she Okay. She so the woman to. that goes looking for him is actually yeah. Farm Girl. And it is prior mm-hmm. to this. Because he is terrified yeah. that she or right. O'Doyle is going to come find him. <clears throat> right. Yeah. That was all while they were all still underground. Right. Because then she goes back. And then she ends up going underground eventually. Okay. So, yeah, he escapes yeah. and calls essentially an Earthcore competitor mm-hmm. and presents what he knows and, and basically just is like, hey, I need you to fund me. I will make you billions of dollars, blah, 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 blah. And that's where we meet June, July, mm-hmm. who I wanted more of. Like, June, July really like another woman that we would like more of i like her and i hope she appears in something in the future maybe um because she is really really smart Mm -hmm. crafty very crafty (laughs) and um we'll get shit done doesn't give off psychopath vibes so 
No. I'm hoping. But she was. She, I think, like, eventually when she, like, let kind of, she lets Angus be a dick for a little yep. while. And then eventually she, like, throws the hammer down because he, I think he says something like wanting a different boss because he doesn't want any, she wants, he wants to he talk wants to more money. Boss. Yes. It's like, I want to see your supervisor because you're not giving me yes. more money. And she's like, oh, I am the motherfucking boss. Like, basically her company, like, split this department off. They put her in charge. So basically if it fails, yeah. it's all on her. And if it succeeds, you know, great. But if it fails, the company is like separate. I had a man separated. do that to me this week. He didn't. Oh, like really? My decision on something, and he goes, "I don't remember exactly, but he was like something about calling my boss." I was like, "Well, why would you call my boss? We'll just talk this out. Why do you think my boss is going to tell you something different?" Right. Well, because this has been around for longer than you. Me knowing full well that my boss while he may not agree with everything I do, is going mm-hmm. to agree with me in front of the customer. Mm-hmm. That united front. Yes. And I was just like, I I almost see red every time. Like, I... Yeah. And this is why I think I like June, July, is because, like, I have that relationship where I've got dudes that are like, I don't like your answer. Can I talk to your boss? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Because the answer is not going to change. Which, like, June, July did something very similar where she was like, you have spent, like, she laid it out kind of like how you said mm-hmm. that you laid it out with, like, I did this and this and this. She's like, you spent X here and then done this and this and this and now you want this much more money. Like, what do you, like, she's not just saying no to say no. Yeah. Although, part of me thinks that maybe she did so that she could have this moment with him. Oh, definitely. Because she def she gave him like a, a little bit like a million you yeah. know she gave him a little bit of money a little change little chump change, um, yeah she did because she basically the money to try to convince Sam and Romero to give up the location, right. right? Because she basically she's like nope I'm the boss, and um, if you'd like you can go to another competitor but like the second you leave basically I'm gonna leak that you're alive that you're alive and well because yeah. I'm sure there's other people that would love to speak with you yes about everything in Utah like. And like she's basically blacklisted him also yes. because the other thing is she she's let her competitor like I think she said has she let the com- the competitors know or she will let her competitors know she's let, how much of her money Angus has spent yes. she's let leak for no payoff that there's something going on yes and how much money they've yes. spent so that if he goes to like company X company X is gonna know well wait a minute right. you spent this much money of June July's of June July's money and gave her nothing right. so we're not gonna work with you. So then he's like a small, meek little thing, mad at this this woman. Yes. He is very, very much <sighs> that person that truly doesn't believe that there's anybody smarter in the world than him. Right. Right. And that is like a level of narcissism that you just can't. You can't compete. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Okay. Angus gets this million dollars to basically give to the university to get the location from. Which, this is where I my confusion lies in the fact that it's a 30 mm-hmm. hour. I couldn't go back. Um, <laughs> right? So, I, I will be getting this as like a book and rereading it. Because there are like these little details that I'm just like, I don't really know exactly what I missed. Um, I thought... That Sam, Veronica, and one person at the university knew these things were made of platinum. 
mm-hmm. and that only Sam Romero and Veronica and Veronica's dad know where this location is. Mm-hmm. And I say that because no, mm-hmm. sorry. At first, I thought. At first, I thought Sam, Veronica, and one person at the university knew where this location was, and that the person at the university is who told Angus where this location was. But then we find out that O'Doyle's crew purchased cool suits Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that Angus put in GPS chips. Yes. Which makes sense because the only people who would be buying these suits for the most part are people that are going to go into really hot situations. Which was really smart of him. Yep. You know. Which is how he finds out the location. Which is Mm -hmm. then when I went, okay, so Sam, Veronica, and someone at the school only know about the platinum. Because there's definitely a point where it's this triangle only knows something. Mm -hmm. I thought it was Veronica, Sam, and Romero know the location. Mm -hmm. And then Veronica and Sam are the only ones who know it's platinum. I guess technically there would have to be someone else because she had to run tests on it, you know? Yeah, I I feel Um, like whoever is in charge of their grants at the actual school also knows about the platinum. But then I guess to me, uh, I don't know. If they did, I... I don't know. I feel like they would be pushing more and not denying grants. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they would be giving them more money to go find more. Maybe. Or look for more. So I thought it was maybe just like the lab tech, Veronica, and then Sam. Maybe. I don't know. There was a weird line somewhere in there, and it's not a big big detail, except for that on how Angus finds out about this location. Yeah. Because we don't find, like, we, um, like, Samira, Sam and Romero do go back the, fo- the floor basically falls away, breaks, Romero falls down, breaks his leg, and then these silver bugs come out. Yes. Sam runs away. She makes the call to Sunny. Our crew goes. Yes. Almost and like then, they've not been in the the area for more than like maybe three hours. No, I would right. say a day because they well, did do some testing maybe. with the suits on. But it's right. not been long. It's not long. So they get there. They get up to the entrance or towards the entrance or to the location, we'll say. To the location. And then another chopper comes in, and it's got the guys from the DST. <laughs> and then another one comes in shooting. So bad guys. Yes. <laughs> so basically, they all have to get in. Um, after everything, like, they're all in. Everything's kind of squared away. I think Sam, because Romero found the the cool suits. There's a new version of them. Like, he found out about them, but uh, they just randomly and told her about them. But they're too, way too expensive. Way, way they're too expensive. Half mil. Right. So when she finds, like, she's like, oh, my God, you have cool suits and blah, blah, blah. And then she says, I think it's when Patrick is talking about. It's after they realize Angus is alive. It's after they see, they get to figure out who he, like, that he's alive. Um, Patrick figures it out. Patrick and Bertha. Because they're talking. And... Sam says, oh, yeah, someone offered us a million dollars, but they want the location. And she didn't want to give she wasn't going to give it up to them because she was like, well, why do you want the location? Like, come on. She's not dumb. <laughs> um, and that's when they check the cool suit yes. tubes and find the trackers. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. We haven't mentioned. So the two DST guys that come in are Otto and Klimas. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Otto, I think, was an infected. The name mm-hmm. was familiar enough that I think so. That's the, but also... That's the sense I got was that he was in yeah. some other book. He he definitely this. was in other books. Yeah. Uh, because when he pops up, Tim was very excited. 
Um, okay. And I, I think he was infected. I know he's in that series. Um, but also I'm like, his name is similar enough to a guy, an actor in We Are Alive, that I was like, is that where I'm pulling this name from? Mm. Um, and I do believe Clemus is also in another book, but I don't know which one, and I don't know for sure. Um, but Otto and Clemus are on behalf of the DST. And essentially, this was the point I was like, I got to put names down and put a cheat sheet. <laughs> yeah. Because... All of these helicopters come in at once or back to back. Firing, shooting, starting, mm-hmm. people trying to get in. And literally like almost everybody runs into the cave yeah. or into the mountain. And I was like, fuck. Okay. And then someone dies. And I was like, mm, yeah, I got to, I don't know who just mm-hmm. died. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, mostly See? I was just like, I don't know <sighs> who it is in line mm-hmm. that just died. Because it's, yeah. they... The the book goes between call names and real names. Yes. And yes. after, you know, 10 hours of listening to it, 20 hours of listening to it, cool. I'm good. Right. But the by this point, parts. I was like, oh, Romero was more developed than Hatchet was. Who died. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And. In this moment, yes. I should say. The one who gets shot is hatchet who is curveball's husband or partner i'm not sure if they're married they are married yes they are okay they're the ones with the bakery yes yeah but you're totally right he romero's we know more about romero his life Mm -hmm. who he is like value that you know we know more about him and then he died like within us finding out all that information and then we've got curveball okay so here's what i'm going to say Mm -hmm. curveball needed to die i understand that because that death causes a division in the noceums that I don't think... Hatchet? Sorry. Hatchet needed to die. See? <laughs> Again. Yep. Yep. Hatchet needed to die to cause a division in the noceums that I don't think anybody else's death except maybe Marie's could have caused. That being said, the fact that the first character mm-hmm. of this group to die is one of the gay characters and killing your gays and putting your gays mm-hmm. in distress mm-hmm. and not letting them live a happy life right. is such a bad trope that like yeah. this was actually the point that I actually got angry. I was annoyed with Bertha prior to this. This actually mm-hmm. made me angry. Yep. Because then I also was like, so that means Curveball's dead yes. too. That we're going to kill both characters because his, he just watched his husband die, right. bleed out like... He's going to go on a suicide mission to take out these guys who just came in behind them and murdered her, his husband. Right. Like, that's what's going to happen. I know it. Like, I just know it. And so we're going to end the book. We had two gay characters at the beginning. Now we got none because you murdered both of them. And to be fair, I understand that the odds of most people in this book surviving is very, very little. And that we had already put a claim that we wanted right. Tommy to live. So we can't protect everybody. <laughs> right. But but this is such a trope that I was just like, <sighs> I was very disappointed to be reading this in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, I understand narratively why it is important. Right. Because almost immediately, this causes such a division because mm-hmm. Kerbal is almost comatose with grief mm-hmm. and shock. And... 
Patrick is like, we can't stop, blah, 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 blah. He is not taking right. a moment to fucking care that, like, his friend has died. <laughs> and it is causing all of the no-CMs to, one, realize how seriously dangerous this is, and two, yes. um, kind of hate Patrick. Because he told them, you will not have to kill people, yes. especially to Tommy. You will not have to kill people. And the first time he fires his weapon, it's at people. And he does kill someone. Yes. Tommy does kill someone in the in one of Because the, there's two choppers, actually, that come in, two helicopters. Um, he kills someone in one of them, yeah. at least. Um, and again, Marie's death may have, like, if it had been Marie. But I also probably would be yelling about the fact that we killed the fucking woman first. Right. So, like. <sighs> because if it had been. I mean, if it had been Tommy, I would have been pissed, but it wouldn't have made sense. Right. Because you don't get why would someone... you establish? Yeah. Right. Why would you establish this character for us to then not see right. this underground world through his eyes and then mullet like if it had been him? Mullet's a sociopath. Like that just. Yeah. And mm, Sleepy, mm. like it, it would have been like, cool. OK, that right. sucks kind of thing. Right. Because I think the Noceums would have like paused for a sec and then they would have kept going. Yes. But now we've got someone who lost their Literally husband, their partner of over 20 yes. years. Yes. And whereas they could have sh- like the rest of them were able to shove it down mm-hmm. to keep going. You can't do that when it's your partner. Right. Like it's your person is gone. And I do so you're... enjoy that there is some diversity in this book, that there is a gay couple. Mm hmm. And I don't feel there also are, you know, Sonny's black. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the gay guys is black. I don't know which one. Like, and and Otto, I believe, is also. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay. Like, we've got some diversity and none of it feels like it is shoehorned in for the sake of, like, diversifying. Especially considering that, like, Otto is from a different book. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Could have made this a married couple, a hetero married mm-hmm. couple, had a gay guy in the group, mm-hmm. killed the husband, mm-hmm. then the woman killed goes the on, oh, killing spree, grieving. Mm-hmm. But then you would have had the grieving woman. I don't know. Like, <sighs> I don't know if there is a way around this that would have made me happy that I wouldn't have actually had a complaint about. Right. But man, we are, uh. especially, have you watched Happiest Season on Hulu? Yes. Okay. Like, just my queer heart all around is not happy with the, some of the stuff that's coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch a movie tonight that I'm hoping fixes that. It's not the Colonel Sanders movie. I am watching that tonight as well. <laughs> Wait, that's tonight? That is, it's out? It is officially, as of right now, it is out. It's only 15 minutes, but it is officially out. <laughs> um, oh, I need that. It's going to be so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Happiest Season was the Kristen Stewart yes. Okay. Yes, I did watch and that. And there's just a lot of me that's like, it is 2020. Mm-hmm. You can have queer characters and queer stories without emotionally damaging them like this. So yeah, I just yeah. <sighs> Shit's Creek. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Completely the opposite. Also, I gotta say, I did yeah. not want spoilers for Happiest Season. I did not want Kristen Stewart to end up with her girlfriend. I wanted her to end up with okay. Abby Plaza. I did too. <laughs> but also, if that had happened, I would have been angry. I mean, if it was she had really cheated convenient. with Aubrey Plaza. Oh, no, no. I wanted her to break up with yes. her girlfriend and get that with Aubrey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, no, you have been an absolute motherfucking shit to me every chance that you have gotten since we got to your parents' house. There's a, every opportunity. There's a TikTok so I'm done with that you. fixes this movie in like 30 <laughs> seconds. And I was like, damn. That was like... And also, Victor Garber is gay. Like, 
really, mm-hmm. dude, you couldn't just take a moment to be like, hey. So is Kristen Stewart. You couldn't take a moment to be like, hey. <sighs> we don't have time for that rant. Yeah, that's um, a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, I don't think that there is a way that I would have come out without a complaint yes. here. Someone had yeah. to die in this fight. This division yeah. needed to happen because it is kind of in the foreground or in the background of right. the entire story. Right. And I don't think that like as someone who does write and um, has a character in a story that I want to publish, like that, that I'm working on and everything and like that I've been working on for 10 years and at one point was like, I'm going to kill this character because I think it will have the most emotional destroying of everybody else. Only then to realize about two years later, that is my queer character. Oh, no. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. And I still haven't figured out how to fix that, which is why this is still a work in progress. But. Yeah. Um, but. At least you're thinking yes. about these things. So I get like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like be like Sigler do better because I don't honestly yeah. know if there is a way to do this better. I you're I I do think you're right. Someone had to, someone of the Noceums had to die essentially right away to show the group yes how truly dangerous this is and that they all will most likely not all make it out. And to have the emotional divide of questioning Patrick's leadership. I mean they would because if any if if Mullet had died Every one of them would have just shoved it down the way their training has taught them to do, moved on, and then been mad. And now Tommy, yes, would have had issues more of all of them, I think, would have had more issues with the fact that sure. Patrick promised he wasn't going to have to kill people. But again, he would have shoved it down like he pretty much did through a lot of the yeah. book was shove that away. You take the box, you get through the, the box, mission, you put it in the box, you take that box, right. put it in the box and continue on. Right. And then we will open this box after yes. we are out of here. Yes. But you're right. You can't do that when this person who died is the romantic partner of someone else in the right. group. And it couldn't be Patrick and Ber- or Bertha right. because that wasn't gonna, that was not going to happen. So, yeah, I just at this point, I was angry mm-hmm. and I texted both of you guys to be like, I'm really upset <laughs> about this. Yeah. When I got to that part, I was like. This is what Megan yeah. was talking about 100%. And the more I think on it, the less angry I am just because of that establishing, like, there wasn't mm-hmm. really, there is no other, like, there's not, a, there's, there is a way to fix this, but the way you fix it is going to look like you are shoehorning into diversity at that point, And that's mm. not a way to fix this. So, yeah. <sighs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like, so, it's <laughs> insurance that basically a lot of this book could be summed up in a very, very short summary. Because it, it's, it's a big-ass mountain. Mm-hmm. It's a 30-hour book. It's a lot of moving around yes. and walking. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think that there's a lot, like, that. <laughs> there's not really, like... There's, like, things that we can talk yeah. about, but we definitely couldn't be like, and then this happened, yes. and then this happened. Because there's a million switchbacks that they have to go yes. around, and, like, <laughs> it's insane. It's, oh, okay. No, the next big one would be, once they're all in, they go to the hole that M- Ramiro fell into yes. to see if they could find him. There's nothing down there. Right. 
And that's when Patrick does tell because he was he was nice to Samira. Yes. He was nice to Sam when they first met her before everything went crazy. He yeah. did tell her the truth um, that, you know, he, he might be injured. He might be dead, but I'm going to do everything I can to find right. out. And if he's alive to save him. Right. Then, though, she, he does tell her about utah which i had forgotten about this person the first person to die in utah was the guy who fell uh-huh. his partner went back to get help and when they came back the only thing they found of him was like his finger yeah and that was before the people underground knew about the monsters so and um it also wanted to establish that Sonny was never going to go back <gasps> underground right right and he is he never went underground yeah he didn't go underground in utah yeah he is claustrophobic and hates this and has right. ended up underground because and that angus group angus is angus plus donnie who is Mm -hmm. the leader of these missionaries right plus like 90 mercenaries like it's it's a lot yeah (laughs) oh and the only people that you need to know of those red shirts are donnie who is the leader Mm -hmm. who also has Mm -hmm. a side pact with angus of like essentially changing june july's point of view and getting in as long as he gets a cut of whatever Angus makes. Mm-hmm. And then there is Kataris. No, Fun. Katari? Katari and Fun. Oh my God. Fuentes. Fuentes. Thank you. Fuentes. I could write them I both totally, down. <laughs> it's like, totally forgot yeah. their names. Um, I did not write them down. And then I couldn't find them when I was going through my notes. And I was like, I give up. Yeah. This is too much to search through to make sure I get to one spot yes. where both of their names get said. Um, and what you need to know about them is that they stay with Angus for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, we established kind of early on that they seem like good dudes. Although for the most part mm-hmm. of the book, I was like, are you good dudes or not? I can't tell. Like if you just know that Angus is where the money is and you're being nice for that. But Angus essentially has a full on panic attack that causes him to basically like black out. Mm-hmm. He's also on a fuck ton of drugs. Um, yes. And Yes. <laughs> I can't remember if he's in his suit yet by that point. No, though. no, no. He's not. He's not. It's right after they get in. Yes. And okay. they're essentially like, hey, we've all seen shit. We wouldn't have this job if we hadn't seen shit. Mm-hmm. You got to talk about it. You can't keep it bottled up. You can't keep bad feelings bottled up. You got to talk them out. Right. And, and he's not ready. No, he's not. But like it he's was not. a good establishing of like they don't they see him as part of the group rather than. He's the outsider. Like, they are trying right. to be like, hey, you are part of this group. I think one of them says, like, bad feelings need to be shared to get rid of them or to mm-hmm. or whatever. And then good feelings need to be shared to amplify them. I don't remember. Is it Katari? I, yes. What his ethnicity or religion is, but I believe he wears a turban. He does wear a turban over his cool suit. Over his cool suit, because this is this is cool suit like 2.0. Yeah. These are like amazing. And then Fuentes is most likely of the Latinx yes. community. So we're just gonna keep that in mind as we continue on. And Angus is with a what happens to them. Dude. Yep. Yeah. Are they the magical black or magical black and <laughs> black in air quotes um person to make the white person like right. realize their potential or realize their next steps but whatever we'll just keep yeah. going <laughs> just something to think about <laughs> oh no like i we had this conversation recently about animorphs and and cassie and i'm just like still reeling from all of that anyways um yeah. they so 
Oh, the DST guys end up inside yes. with um, O'Doyle's crew as Otto well. Otto and Clemus, both of them have backgrounds. Yeah. Otto is older, but not as... Yes. He's probably about the same age as the Noceums. Yeah. Clemus is 20s, 30s. He's younger. Yeah, and he's definitely had some experience Recent. with either in military yeah. war, some something they can tell from the way he moves and yeah. acts and, it is and they're like all right we de- now are really demanding because yeah. of course they show up because they want to know what's going on they are really demanding to yeah. know what the fuck is going on now that they've been shot at and basically they've had to run into the mountain for safety um the group has lost most of their gear which like yes. knew was going to happen when they were like we have all this ample amount of stuff i'm like no you're not Including the scramblers yes. to like scramble the silver bugs. Um, and enough cool suits for everybody to have two cool suits. And I was like, no, you don't. They did. And oh, they then did. Yeah. Bertha checks, yeah. Bertha checks them. And of course, they took like a blast from one of the helicopters yeah. or something. And a couple, a couple of them are ruined. So. Yes. And this is actually about the only point that Bertha and Sam interact. Because um, Sam is like, hey, like, I understand that you need to do all this stuff. But like, my friend is dying. Or is dead or is severely injured. Like, give me one of these cool suits so that I can go and, you mm-hmm. know, find him and everything. And Bertha is, like, basically, like, I will shoot you in the head if you attempt to take a cool suit without yeah. our permission. And Bertha's, Bertha says something to her, like, did you come to me because I'm a woman yeah. and you thought that I could convince Patrick? And Sam's like, yeah, I did. Yeah. Like, fuck it. I did. I want to, like, make sure my best friend is still yeah. alive. Like, you're a woman. We think that you might be the more um, sensible person in the group, you know? Let's be <laughs> honest. Yeah. So. Oh, they also booby-trapped Hatchet's body. Yes. They booby-trapped Hatchet's body for the first, because, of course, they had to come in in, in like, sections. Um, for the first set of mercenaries that comes in, there's a grenade waiting. Is it a grenade or a claymore? I think it's a grenade. I think it's a grenade. Grenade waiting for them. Um so as like a goodbye i think tommy calls it like his like catch it's like goodbye present yes goodbye gift yeah um so just to kind of run through some things that quickly happen um they they all basically start going down that's all that you need to Mm -hmm. know um angus who is so severely injured because of utah is in essentially Mm -hmm. an iron man suit yep that he built because of course he did that also it'll give him food well actually all the cool suits will deliver food and take waste and everything but it will also deliver him his meds yeah he's on like severe amount (laughs) of prednisone not prednisone percocet and um adderall which all i could think of was like oh so like literally trying to stop your heart because adderall (laughs) in these doses is cocaine and yeah um percocet as someone who has taken high doses of percocet like that shit will kill you oh well uh, Angus yeah. and he because there's also some times later in the book where he's like he's itchy yes oh yeah and he's like feel like he's like that feeling the withdrawal bad. like he's definitely hooked on these um, hooked on the pills he also has two mechanical dogs he has here we go with the bigger inventions <laughs> the black bugs which are the silver bugs mm-hmm. in a black destructible kind of version mm-hmm. and then he has the swarms right and which are kind of like bees yes yeah um his suit or all of these equipments has a code written in where it, he can kill everybody but him oh that's for the dogs it is the dogs i okay. believe it's the dogs if he says every if he says all but me mm-hmm. it will kill it'll basically kill everybody. every living thing yep. around him regardless of whose team they're yep. on 
And um, he also has a nuke. Yeah. And a butter knife. And a butter knife. The butter knife cuts through rock like it's fucking butter. Yes. And the nuke, we actually, we don't find that out until later. But yeah, he's yeah. got, he, it, that's what he calls Dirty Randy's payload. And only refers to it as that until like later on when we finally figure yeah. out what it is. Um, so yeah, just he definitely getting all the inventions out there. Yes. He's definitely feeling some guilt about Randy. Yeah. But he's trying to justify it because he's so you know. fucking damaged. Like, yeah, I usually say that for people that I'm like, you're damaged, but repairable. He's mm-hmm. not repairable. Like, Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. But the amount Mm-mm. of happiness and joy he gets from like when Donnie gives him like a good job, bud, or the yeah. fact that he's got buds now and friends and like yeah. all this stuff. Like, dude is so fucking beyond damage. And he is. Yeah. I was really worried that there was going to be some kind of redemption arc somewhere. Me too. Cause I was like, I don't want that. That's not what the fans asked for. That's not yeah. what I asked for. I wanted Angus dead. Exactly. <laughs> At the end of earth core. Um, it's a lot. So. Yeah. The noceums run into rock to pie first. Mm-hmm. And. I love learning that Tommy shot high. Hmm? I love learning that Tommy oh, shot yes. high. He did not want to kill yes. them. He didn't aim at them. and Because he would have hit them if he had. He's the best shot of the exactly. group. He absolutely would have. Yep. Um, and we start to, the, like, very quickly after meeting the first Rocked Pie, start to get the impression that something's different. To the point, yep. I was so glad that you were reading Earthcore. Because mm-hmm. I almost caved and listened to our episode <laughs> of Earthcore. Because I was like, shit, did we destroy a civilization that was only trying to defend themselves? No. They just wanted to, in Utah, they just wanted to kill everything and everybody. Yes. Now, they were trying to defend themselves in that way. Sure. But they weren't like, it wasn't Probably like, it was like years a... Ago. Yeah, it was like a kick ass and ask questions later type right. of thing in in Utah. Here, I can't I just did not take notes about the first rock to pie that they encountered. All the all that you need to know is that there was two of them and that got killed. Yeah. They just kind of take them out quickly. And mm-hmm. we never really establish if the rock to pie have cameras or if it is like a general consensus sharing mind. Um where mm. they can later. I thought it was their memories that they were able to show you. I think it was, but also at one point they were like, "Are these cameras?" Because there's like a black dot. Yeah. Um, either way, these rock to pie. There are no memories of the Noceums killing these two rock to pie. Yeah, or they've overlooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Angus's group. Faces off what can be equivalent to, and I do think it was like the military version of the rocked pie. The like oh. the slaughter. I'm not talking about the, the the little town. I'm talking about the ones that are on the ceiling that have no lights on yeah. that come down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With their wait. When do we see the rocked pie with rail guns? This is when we see it for the first time. I think. Okay, because this event, it's, it's, and it's shocking 
because especially while I because I was just listening to Earthcore like I remember well actually I don't know if I got to that part yet in Earthcore but I remembered from Earthcore that they just had the knives mm-hmm. and that was it there was no other there were no other weapons whereas the and also the silver bugs too um oh god uh the heat up I don't know if we I, I did not take notes about really great notes about the events because with a 30 hour book I didn't uh, yeah. know which parts were going to be super yeah. important but basically the civilization here is not the Utah civilization that this Utah civilization that devolved these guys have evolved stayed as smart and probably gotten smarter over the last however long they've been here yeah and they have weapons like there's little baby ones um yep. there's actual towns or whatever civilizations mm-hmm farms uh, the broccoli <laughs> yeah broccoli um and yeah my guilt pretty much because i i was all for going in to yeah. kill these creatures and then it was like Fuck. yeah well because okay so bef- i think it's before we learn that they have evolved is when bertha stops them from shooting two little mm-hmm. ones that are clearly like children yes and i remember thinking Oh, they gonna raise the alarm on you. I don't know if this was a good decision. Like, same. Are they children? Are they just small? Like people. Ooh. Is what I think Mullet yeah. says. Yeah, because no. everyone's. Ma- I think even Patrick is. Patrick's mad at her for yes. this. Everyone's pissed at her for making this decision. Um, and I, I, I was too. I was like, oh, this could be real bad. They could be going to get whoever, like, to come get y'all. Like, right. and then. As it goes on, it's like, oh no, those were like some little kids. Like, there's families. It's there. It's not. This is not a mindless murder. Everything. Yeah. Civilization like Utah was. This is not the incestuous rocked pie. Rocked pie. Right. Which was, I think, was a great decision on the author's part. Yes. One, it was a big surprise, and two, it definitely makes for a different level of the story. It does. There's you there's know. a lot of different feeling than there was from. Um. Earth core and it just didn't feel like a repeat story right because if they if it had been the mindless it would have been a repeat but now we've also got mercenaries trying to attack our people yeah and at some point it does just become about mercenaries versus mercenaries and yeah. um oh a, a lot of things happen we don't have to go into all those details because a lot yeah happens um we do lose skylark um, yes um okay that part they're in a canoe Mm-hmm. And there is a giant, is it a spider bug? Yes. Machine? Like, it's a giant, giant one. So here's where I was like, this would make a great movie because I personally, lo- I loved, um, oh God, what's that Charlie Hunnam movie with the suits in the kaiju? I have no idea. They made a sequel with John Boy. Um, oh. What's his name from? Oh. Um, the Pacific Rim. Called? Pacific yes. Rim. Like, I love Pacific Rim. I love Godzilla. I love the big monster mm-hmm. movies or, you know, the big monsters fighting each other. So I was like, this would be perfect. I would love yeah. this because it's a giant thing that comes out of the water. I think, yeah. And um, unfortunately then, though, that's when we lose Skylark. And I was like, of course, the second one to die mm-hmm. is the woman. Yes. And and she's, I mean, really, she's underdeveloped. Like, yeah. She literally only exists for Bertha to be mad about her husband's sexual yeah, past. Um, I, I remember talking to Tim about this and like, he's like, no, I was sad. That's a mom. You know, she had three kids and everything. And I was like, you're a parent. I have feelings about that too. You're a parent. So I get like why this is that emotional connection for you. And I was like, and I understand it. And that is true. That is a really sad thing. And I do feel sorry for these three girls. Mm-hmm. I don't feel much of anything on her dying. 
Right. Because then it's like, is her only value that she was a mom? Yeah. And and, and in the story, in some ways, yeah, that is all it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I understand having that emotional feeling about like, you don't want your children to lose a parent. Right. But yeah. Because none of the other noceums mention having kids, right? Like, I think she's the only one that does. She's the only one. But it is very much like a cool, like, what else defines her? Right. The fact that she slept with Ender 20 years ago and Bertha's pissed about it. Yep. That's literally the only thing. She's a pilot. She's a mom. Yeah. Yeah. She does try to, she does look at, because we do always need a medic in these situations, or if you're going to go for long she does take a look at hatchet's wounds when he first when they first Mm -hmm. get inside and she's yeah she knows i mean i think they all kind of can tell from his injuries but like she kind of confirms it for tommy when she walks away to give um curve um alone time with hatchet i do appreciate that her uh, hatchet's last words are i fucking hated the bakery (laughs) or something along those lines and like that yeah i hate baking or something i love that so much yeah um but yeah, she's the second person in this group to die. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get kind of a running count of pe- the mercenaries that are di- the red shirts that are dying in Angus's group through Donnie, which yeah. I appreciate it and... from the standpoint of like, I just call them red shirts. Like that is essentially what they are. Right. But that is what they are. But, but they are also people, and Donnie is fully right. aware of who all these people are. Yes. Because they're red shirts to us because we're reading the book. But they're also red shirts to Angus. Angus doesn't give a fuck about these people. And Donnie knows it. Donnie's like, these are human beings. Yes. Yeah, you hired them. But they are human beings who could die. And it's Donnie is not great. Fully aware. What the fuck? Donnie is fully aware of who Angus is. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he also there there is a couple of points where he essentially like both groups are like hey if you want to turn back like you got to do it now yes there are definitely well i mean not so much with our group because they can't once they're in once they're in once they're Um, there but they donnie does give people the chance after the first attack like that when they first get into the caves and then after they get to hatchet's booby trap body he's like all right and then i think the next fight with the rock no it's when they get the first silver bug battle because he's like Take as many of these as you want. They're worth about X yes. amount of money. Um, however, if you continue on past this point, there's going to be more. And then right. I, and take the wounded with you if you yes. go up too. That was the other thing. And then the second time is that, like you've experienced this now. If you want to turn back, okay. If not, there's an extra five million in our court or something. Yeah. And it is also worth yeah. noting that Angus takes two rock to pie hostage. Yes. Which I was like, oh, I got feelings about that. I was like, this? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, you're going to bring them up. And then, I don't know. I was just envisioning a lot of bad yeah. badness so from, like, you're going to exactly, like, experiment on them and shit. Like, yeah. So, when Skylark dies, when they're in the boat, Sam falls off the boat and Tommy immediately dives in after her. They've had some connections up till now, talking a lot, bonding a lot about so books. Much. It's the best <laughs> as we're okay and again oh, it wait like the whole trauma thing go ahead oh i was just gonna say because there because there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of walking there's a cavern with picture and then yes. she like pictures and stuff so she's deciphering them 
Tommy is like, oh, yeah, it's a base 12 system. And Sam's like, it took her and Veronica months to figure that out. He's in there for five minutes and is like, it's a base 12 counting system. I got this. I know this. And he's like makes notes of like he draws some of the symbols for her, which will be important later. Like they have some really great bonding yes. moments where I was like, they find like the Rosetta I Stone, love this. the classroom, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's great. You got Angus and Tommy, and thing- who are two of the most probably. I don't, they may be equally brilliant. Who knows? But mm-hmm. resources, resources and how they're raised and things like that are so how different. Yes. And I mm-hmm. love the juxtaposition between the two. And while like I, Patrick and Bertha, you know, bonded in this traumatic thing, Sam and Tommy kind of are too, but it's not mm-hmm. in trauma necessarily. It is literally in a sense of, we got stuff in common that's not we both have yes. fought battles and it is you're very intelligent i'm very intelligent and we're discovering this new yeah. language for this new race because in Earthcore, veronica feels like a real idiot because she didn't realize this entire time that she wasn't um looking at that the chowtelian culture that they're they're not humans mm-hmm. that she thought that they were a human civilization which to be fair why would you think it was exactly. aliens <laughs> like after the fact you're like oh that's how they slaughtered all those people right. <laughs> like i think sam has the same feeling and then as she's discovering more with tommy along her side it's definitely that bonding moment of we've got a lot in common and we're doing this amazing thing where we're like learning more about this this alien culture yeah. what yeah. yeah, it's a different kind of bonding. And I, at mm-hmm. some point I was like, all right, so Sam is now in my protective bubble. I want both Sam and Tommy yes. to live. Uh, curious about their age difference, though. Sure, fair. Just curious. A little curious because I don't, you know, just curious. I mean, she's old enough to have been married and divorced. And it wasn't a short marriage from the sounds of it. Like, it was at least a couple of years. And yeah, of course, yeah. that could still put her at like 25. But also she's got a doctor and she's out of school. So I would put her early 30s. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it is probably, probably. still... A little bit to go. It's closer. Yeah. I think she might be closer to his age than Bertha is to Patrick. I think so, too. Based on that. Because it does take a while to get your PhD. Yeah. Like, and they've Um. been doing this for, yeah, like, I don't remember when they said that this original thing that Veronica found or all that started. But, yeah, I would put her in her 30s easily. Okay. That makes me feel better. Thank you. Um. But also, yeah, no, I understand. I also, for whatever reason, kept thinking Tommy was younger than he is. But he is definitely in his 40s as well. I, I, me too. Yeah. I wonder if he is the youngest of the no Sams. The maybe, way that I don't, they treat maybe... him, I kind of feel like he is. Yeah. it. Yeah. Like the youngest brother of yeah. the bunch. Like, they don't treat mm-hmm. him poorly in any way. No, like that, no, no. The way that I phrased that sounded wrong. But, like, there is very much, especially with Marie, like, a very, like, motherly big sister vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I would not be surprised if Tommy is the youngest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I loved that they were bonding and that they acknowledge it. It's not like a. Yeah. I like her. She likes me and we're not going to talk about a thing. Like there right. are comments of like, you right. buy, can I buy a girl a drink? Um, yeah. You know, think of all the books that we could have read together or yeah. shared or something. I just. Yeah. it's because it's like it's one it's like we're adults let's let's talk about exactly. this and also talk, yeah. this is a situation where we should talk about it because we may not get to talk about it tomorrow exactly yeah. um oh, so him diving in after her so great made total yes. sense 
It wasn't like it didn't feel shoehorned. Like if Kevin jumped in after her, I'd have been like, "Well, that feels forced." Yeah, you don't leave a man behind. Also, one that you definitely are attracted to. So yeah, um, and it because, it separates the group a little bit, which I liked. Yeah, yeah. Plus, to Tommy, she's a part of them. She exactly. is a no CM. She is one yes. of them. Whereas I don't think anyone else really felt that way. No, they didn't. <laughs> which is like, and they don't treat her even when there are definitely moments that only she can solve these things. They mm-hmm. still are like, come on, do it quicker. And I'm like, Lay it's off. like, hi, would you? Because at one point she snaps at Patrick and she's like, I'll drive and you fucking translate. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this this is hard. I like her. Yeah, I like her. Um, yeah. So she and Tommy get stuck in this cavern where the river is while the canoe takes off. And yeah. they're on the other side of the river from where they entered. Yes, and this is not a river you can cross. The current's too strong. Um, yeah. But they're there when the missionary guys show up. And they both kind of establish that, like... Mercenaries. Thank you. I definitely have said mercenaries yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Times. Mercenaries <laughs> is what I meant. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Two very like, They are not coming to things. preach the word. <laughs> right. They are not coming to preach the word of the Lord to the rock to buy. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Meg. Um, but yes, the mercenaries, they show up. And they see the two Roctopi that are, that have been kidnapped. Um, and I love that, like, both of them kind of independently, kind of together have been like, we don't want to kill the Roctopi. Like, they're not the right. enemy. This is not, this is something, like, this is an alien civilization. How fucking cool. And also, like, um, this is bad. Can we go save them? Yeah. And essentially, Tommy's like, do you understand that we are both potentially and more likely going to die if we go save Rock to Pie mm-hmm. than if we went and tried to find our friends? Right. Because Tommy understands, not saying she doesn't, he has been through some shit, mm-hmm. though. Like, he, if anyone was to immediately be able to calculate, like, chances of survival, it's him. So he just wants to make sure. I like that he takes the time to talk to her, but doesn't talk to her like she's an idiot. Like, talks to her as a consenting adult. I want to make sure you are fully aware of everything. Mm. Are you sure that you want to do this? Like, talk to me about this. Yeah. And and she's on board. Throughout the whole book, he does that. Like, she's having yeah. panic attacks and he's trying to talk her, you know, like, take the breath. Blah, 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 he blah. does talk her down. Yeah. He's he's able to talk yeah. her down and help her, you know. He should be the fucking leader of this group, but that's okay. I know. I know. So they do save the rock to pie. They cause a cave-in. This is where we learn about the butter knife. They name them, though. They do. We got Disco and Siren. Yes! I love them. I think... I can't remember who... She names one, and she's like, that one looks like this, so it's like Disco. Or she disco. Names and I think yeah. he... Yeah, and then he's like, well, this one... Like, they have, like... Because there's different patterns to them. They're, they they are different looking mm-hmm. when you actually look at them. So, Siren and Disco. Yes. I was like, I love this. Do we figure out what happens to Disco? I was going to ask you. Okay. I don't think <laughs> we do. Because I don't think. Well, I am. Outside of. I, I am going to listen to this with George. So okay. I'll let yeah. You know if anything comes up. Um, every other octopi I could name. And also they kind of run through the ones that end up dying at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Disco gets back to the octopi and is safe. I thought so yeah, too. Like, I feel like Siren so. was kind of the one that was like, no, I'm going to fight for our people. Um, yeah. And was with Tommy. Yes, he I and thought. Tommy are like yeah. bros. Yeah, they they bond. Yeah. So, 
when they save them, it's this whole coordinated thing with like a claymore, which earlier someone else used a claymore and then Sam screams at them because you could cause, or maybe Sunny, might have Sunny because he's yeah. claustrophobic, that you could cause a cave in. And so they basically, they took the chance and Tommy goes on ahead and he, he does have to kill mercenaries yes. as in order to, to give her time to figure out how to get them out of the cages. And he does. And then they do cause the cave in, they get them out. Um, and that is when we get to see the butter knife that literally cuts through rock like butter. Um, Sam lets, I believe, Siren out first. I actually don't mm-hmm. remember which one. Um, and then realizes that, like, they were watching. They let the other rock to pie out. And she's like, all right, this is it. I'm going to die. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I think, I think, wasn't it that she couldn't get it to open? Yes. And, and then the rock to pie helped. Yeah. And thought, like, I mean, basically they went into this knowing that even if they got past the mercenaries, there was a chance that the rock to pie would kill them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's a lot, but instead they bond, as we've said, yeah. and they take them back to the rock to pie capital. We'll say, right? They basically like envelope them, yes. the humans in them to protect them, and jump into the river. They're like a big pocket. Yes, because this is also <laughs> where they keep their knife. I don't understand, yes. but I love it. I know. <laughs> so the rest of the noceums have already gotten to this capital they basically were um taken as prisoners by the rock to pie and this is when we find out that romero's not dead that part i was not expecting i was like <laughs> like literally gasped out loud and was like what like i i think i spun in a circle in my that was uh, maybe spin like walking around like what is happening i definitely made a noise and was like neither of you are at this point yet get to this point <laughs> you're like i have no one to talk to <laughs> and you you got there shortly after but yeah i was like oh mm-hmm. my god yeah because um, you told you said end of chapter 55 50 okay this was also a complaint of mine i don't understand why we needed to have 105 <laughs> chapters why some of them are an hour long and some of them are six minutes long i found it very frustrating <laughs> and annoying because i would hear i knew how much time i'd have left and then i'd hear chapter 89 and i'm like fuck this all right anyway but yeah. yeah you said end of chapter 56 55 and 56 yes. and when i got there i was like oh my yes. god <laughs> um so essentially romero is there he's been there for two days they treated his wounds and put him in an air conditioned bubble essentially mm-hmm. they haven't fed him yep they have given him water mm-hmm. um but he is a little bit manic very manic yeah because he didn't think anybody would come save him i'm like they wouldn't let him go yeah. so what do you do and there's no day or night yes. which i think would really fuck with someone yes. you know we're so used to like darkness night right. sleep time but or depending on like your work schedule your sleep schedule whatever but you're we're used to that capping of a day so i think time and just uh, yeah he, like you said he doesn't think he's gonna get rescued he is panicking yes. <laughs> he is ready to get that fuck out um <laughs> They put the Noceums on trial for what Ang- the, the slaughter that Angus's group does. Angus's mercenaries slaughter an entire town, which I think we said, like, but like flat mm-hmm. out women, children, all dead. Um, and they decide to not kill Bertha mm-hmm. because Bertha has two heartbeats in her. Yes, which 
she's got to be weeks. It's not been that long. No. No, it hasn't been. And it was when one dropped her almost like like a hot potato type of thing. I was like, wait, why are we doing this? <laughs> and then when they pulled her out, I was like, she's fucking pregnant, isn't she? And then I was listening to it as I was trying to message you that is she pregnant? And then it was confirmed like two yeah. seconds later. <laughs> and there is a big question of like, okay, so this is where I wanted to come back to. And like, agreed. It's weeks. It's not like months. Like she's nowhere near actually like showing she probably wouldn't have even called a doctor yet because part of me was right. like she... is this panic about skylark tied into being pregnant and hormonal no it's i don't think it's been long i don't enough. think it has been either and with her how we've established her relationship with veronica in the first one of just she's pretty Especially, yeah. like yeah i don't yeah and i think it was i don't think she, she didn't know until they basically right like they're like a walking fucking ultrasound type of thing. <laughs> like, um, I, she didn't know. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're getting ready to kill all the noceums except for her. And they, that is when Tommy and Sam show up yeah. with disco and siren siren stands yeah. in between, um, the group and the rock to pie. And we realize that it's, there's a there's a familial bond. Their colors are similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which I loved. Yeah. Um, we also have at this point Whitey, who is the the head rocked pie, the person in charge, and they, as a group, kind of realize that they're they can communicate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he keeps asking Sam how many. Um, how many people? And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, so in our group, there's X people. And in Angus's group, yeah. there's Y. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for them to communicate was that Angus is separate. Yes. Because that's how we learn that Angus... Wait. No, that's not no, how we No, no, no. But alive. that's how no. we know about the Iron Man suits. Yeah. No. I'm trying to remember. No, because there's a part where Ber- where Patrick's like, Bertha, am I going crazy? Is this who I think it is? And it's Angus. I think, that might have okay, been on one of the Tommy, I think Tommy and Sam could see a guy in a suit, but they didn't know who it was. Okay. And then when the Roctopi are showing their memories, because they can display their memories on them like a projector type yeah. of thing, that's how I think. And I think it was it had to be Siren or Disco because they would have been they would have been the closest yes. ones to him to be able to show the face. So I think that's how they've realized yeah. that Angus is still alive. So the rock to pie basically say, maybe, <laughs> um, you stay and help us and we won't kill you. And this is really the point where it was like, okay, mullet is deranged. Not in a, like a necessarily evil kind of way, but he's like, we can fucking take him. Like th- they basically realize that there is not a militant force in the rock to pie. They haven't had to fight any kind of, Totally just lost the word. Adversary. Um, mm-hmm. In about 12,000 years. 1,200 years. It's been a while. So, knowing that, they really haven't kept up their military or anything like that. Right. They have not had a need yeah. to. So, they're like, cool, we want you to stay and fight. They agree to get Bertha, Sonny, and Romero out. Because Romero's like, fuck all you guys. And Sonny 
shouldn't be down there. I mean, in his defense, he's been panicking. He's been captive. He's like, <laughs> he is just traumatized by that and has got to get out. And then eventually he's going to annoy me and I'm going to be yes. like, shut the fuck up, Romero. But here I was like, I get it. Get out. Yeah. For anybody <laughs> listening, I, I definitely called Romero a coward a few times. And Stephanie had to remind me of all of this. <laughs> but then I got to where you were and I was like, this fucking yes. guy. <laughs> um, Bertha is pissed. And like, it's annoying. I'm sorry. Bertha, I did not care. By this point, Tommy and Sam were my OTP. Bertha and Patrick could die. I did not care. I went back and forth on Bertha a couple of times. But on all honesty, the moment that she got jealous of Skylark, I basically wrote her off. I did not care. Hmm. Yeah, I don't blame you. And, but I can understand being like, it's a fetus. This, It's not been three months. Like, you haven't even passed that first threshold of, like, potentially losing a baby. I understand where she's coming from of, like, I'm going to stay and fight. Yeah, but then it's also like, because it's it hard. is like it is. because it's also like I my I had some feelings about I don't like okay how we talked about Skylark and her only value one for Bertha to be jealous of and then two because she was a mom I didn't want Bertha to be tied up in this whole just because I'm a mom yes. thing I was very concerned or going to be a mom I was very concerned about that. And I get wanting to stay, stay with your husband, wanting to fight, and him wanting to get you and your unborn child out. But then it's like, if I stay and help you survive, we can make more of these. Whereas if you die, we can't make more of these, and your child will then never know you. Exactly. There's, it's... And I'll never, we won't, we've been married for like five seconds. Exactly, yeah. You know. Probably won't find him a daddy. Uh, Yeah. But they agree to get him out, um... They set up a game plan and everything. And them training the Rocktopi was yes interesting. I loved that because I was like, you would have to train them. Like, if you're going to fight by them, you're going to have to train them. Yes. And yeah. Um, we also learned what happened at Banna, which is a lot. I, we don't necessarily have to go through it, except for just to establish that, like, they fucked up. And a lost a lot of civilians, and it is the reason, mm-hmm. and that guilt is why the group decides to stay and fight. Yeah, there's a lot more to like. They basically feel guilty. It's a lot. It is a very. It's it a lot. A very it's hard a very thing to read, and it's something that yeah, definitely has happened in several places in the yeah. in the world. I kind of feel like this story more so than Earthcore maybe needs some content warnings for yes. those who have been in the military to maybe definitely some PTSD stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, even leading up to that, I was like, this is a lot. Yeah. And then just mentions here and there of things. And then when they go into the story of what happened at Banda, I was like, I feel like there should be some content warnings just, just in case. But I wanted to you know. mention Banda because I think you came up with the best theory that I'm, Honestly, bummed didn't pay out. <laughs> so there was basically a guy. So we don't need to talk about everything that happens in Banda. We don't need to. Yeah. Essentially, basically, Patrick wanted he wanted to like take out this bad yes. guy, and someone on his side was like, "No, we need him yes. to be like connections." Blah blah blah. Basically, blah, blah. we are the bad guy um, behind the puppets. Right, and so it was. They called him douchebag because they didn't know who he was, and Patrick was like, "If I ever see him again," and I was like, "It's Donnie. It's the guy <laughs> with Angus. It's fucking Donnie because Donnie clearly has military experience." Yes. Um, and I was like, is Patrick going to get to kill Angus and Donnie? Because that's how, like, these guys can't take Patrick out. Like, that was my thinking was that he was going to kill both of these guys, like, close up one to one. 
But then I was like, him getting two big kills seems like a lot. <laughs> I love this theory because I feel like Donnie fits very much the person who is following orders and that is all you have to do. And that mm-hmm. is exactly what douchebags seem like. And yep. I loved everything about this. I am very bummed that we find out that Donnie. Yeah. He, he may be, for all we know. He may be. We so just don't know. If you're listening, please let us know because, like, we fucking love this. Right. Um, yeah. But it's not, there's never a no There is no body from the no that sees Donnie, <laughs> my God, and goes, that's him, before Donnie dies. Yeah. So, yeah. I also, thinking back, I think I might be wrong on when they discovered that it was Angus. I really have no it's, idea. Yeah. At some point they do. <laughs> it's, they it's eventually they do. Yeah. Again, yeah. a lot happens. This is action-packed, but also a lot of walking-packed. Um, so they break into groups in this town, and there's a big fight. And I love this moment of Angus is pulling out all the stops and Tommy is taking them out one by one. And Angus mm-hmm. is like, is there someone in here that is smarter than me? And I'm like, yeah, there is. Yes, motherfucker, there is. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're both like, yes, there is. <laughs> oh, also, um, Katari died. I don't. Okay. In the Claymore with all that stuff. No. When they let the rock to pie escape. Curve got him, I thought. Curve got him with the hatchet. Did he? Curve got someone who was named. Maybe you're right. Uh, now I don't know. I don't remember. Fuck. Because I, I, I thought remember. he he died before the final battle. That's what I thought too. And then I was like, but Curve takes somebody out with the hatchet because he's with Tommy. Curve wants wants Tommy to help him save Angus for him to take oh, out right. because Angus is responsible. They were definitely doing someone... something and then Tommy goes back and then starts shooting. So yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. They're supposed to abandon and go to the, the ship room, which the ship is fucking huge. It's like a gigantic yeah. ship and it's, it's got some damage, but it's not like it was an earth core where it's like a river running through it. It's they can fix it. And that the, the rock Dubai have been in there. Which I forgot that from Earthcore, they didn't go yeah, in there. Did. Like this, they the rock they wouldn't. But here they they're in there. They're working on it. So, um, it's they're supposed to abandon their spot because they're getting overrun or something. They are trying to get the nuke. That's when he dies. They're trying to get the nuke. They are. They're trying to get the nuke. You're right. They're trying to secure the nuke. So, it. I think Patrick. I don't remember, but basically, Curve looks at Patrick or Curve looks at. Tommy and Tommy knows he's about to just just yes. go and he does and he just charges right at and through them and that's when Katari dies yes. because hatchet throws that f- or curve throws the hatchet hatchet's hatchet <laughs> and gets him right in the fucking yes. head and yeah. Tommy like kept trying to tell him not to be emotional and everything and it's like bro mm-hmm. he's like I'm gonna die like fuck you like just let me be and also Angus is like, I didn't run away. I didn't run away. I'm such a good dude. Look at me. I have grown. Motherfucker. No. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't get the nuke. Um, Bertha, Sonny, 
um, Romero mm-hmm. and Slappy and Crappy go in this cart. Right, those two unfortunately named <laughs> Roxy go in the cart to get out essentially another way out yes. yeah and i love that they are so terrified well, bertha realizes they are so terrified of this wasp race coming back and finding them and destroying them that they don't take the cart all the way back to the top they have to walk right like half the distance which was like oh my yes. god <laughs> which is a when bertha realizes like maybe the spaceship mm-hmm. still works and everything yeah um and then romero dies Angus kills Romero indirectly, but still. With these black bugs that are based on the silver bugs, he kills Romero and the two Roctopi. Sunny. Oh, Bertha had decided to go back on her own to be like, no, we can do this. We can save everybody. If we get everybody on the ship, we can get the hell Mm -hmm. out. And Sunny and Romero, like, deuces, like, we're not going back. Good luck. Yeah. Romero's like, Romero's like about to just vibrate out of his yes. skin at this point. <laughs> Poor, and like, I, Sonny, to give him credit for have, for being claustrophobic is doing extremely yes. well in this situation. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, a lot of shit's going on. Um, but Sonny, because Romero dies, Sonny can't get out. Sonny has to take the cart and go back down. And yeah. poor Sonny. Um, right, because of those fucking spider yes. things that Angus built. Oh, fucking Angus. I know. But I, I figured as he was driving down, I was like, well, he can just pick exactly. Bertha up on Which the way. Great. And he yep. does. <laughs> um, so this is when they decide that they are going to do what they can to keep everybody, keep the mercenaries back to give the rock pie time to see if the ship will take off. And the rock pie are like, no, no. We're not doing that. And to be fair, I double checked. This wasp race is still around. They don't. Nobody knows mm-hmm. in this story. But I did check. Right. In the Sigliverse. Um, right. These bad motherfuckers are still around. Right. And O'Doyle's people know. Like they've been. They looked at the like yes. the in the cave room. Like they saw the pictures. Like they understand that they were running. And Patrick also remembers from Earthcore. Veronica made the yes. same conclusion. So Whitey is again going. How many? How many? And they realize yeah. that he's asking how many humans are on Earth, because when they crash landed, there was at the most seven million on the planet. Yeah, there is now seven billion. And the way that it's described that they tell Whitey, I just love it because like, mm-hmm. he's already called Whitey. <laughs> just imagine all. It, basically, it's like they didn't realize that these rock pie are always in motion until they told him this, and he like literally freezes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And that, like, he's their leader. Like, he's got to help. He's got to make a decision. Right. And so he, it's a, it seemed very clear in the book that he's weighing the options. And then he decides, okay, we're going to, let's go check the ship. Because at this point, he knows, Whitey clearly knows that if they survive this, the odds of another set of humans finding their way here, yes. it's, it's very possible. So. And I wrote some questions or things that I want to discuss. And I guess this is a good point to ask. Mm-hmm. Is this all to the benefit of the rock pie at all? If Angus and them hadn't come, I don't know. I just like so. I June July is still alive and knows. Agreed. No, no, no. I guess um, like okay. 
I don't know how to phrase this. I, I, I agree that, like, because of Angus, there is another threat of risk. Like, there, mm-hmm. there's always going to be. But I guess there's so many things in place. Is there really a risk of people finding them that aren't tied to Earthcore? And no, I guess that aren't tied to Earthcore. And I guess, like... I mean, because at most with the suits that Romero and Sam had, they couldn't go that deep because of the yes. heat. But because of Angus's suits, if like some super rich people who like to go spelunking find them or buy them, they could go further and potentially find them. So I think so, especially if these suits stay on the market, um, you know, after, which it's a separate company. So they could. Um, I guess like that was my kind of running thought was just. Yeah. It's a big decision I think for for Whitey. Are they really at risk? Like, do do we take the chance? And try to find another planet that doesn't have these pesky humans no, on it. Humans are the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just go to Mars. Yeah. Like, you know, try Mars. So. Wait, they like the heat. Go to Venus. Is it Venus all gas? I don't I know. I don't remember. I don't know. Wait, maybe it is. Um, Shit. So, <laughs> big battle happens. And. Yeah. We lose Sleepy. Yeah. Oh, we also lost Curve. I don't think we said that. We lost Curve when yes. he went, did his suicide mission to Angus because he did kill Katari, but Angus got him. Um, we do lose Sleepy. Yeah. And Sleepy at this point has come to the realization, and I don't think that it is, I think it is like truly how he feels is that God put him here to, I guess, avenge his soul. That's not the right way to phrase that, mm-hmm. but like repay his debt for all the stuff that he did in his 20s. Like, this is where he's supposed yeah. to be. He's kind of at peace with the fact that he might die at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. Like, I, I think genuinely, Sleepy's yeah. a bit of a stock character, but I do genuinely like him in the end. I don't think he's a terrible guy. Which is saying a lot for someone who just doesn't really like yeah. the church. Um, yeah. <laughs> we lose Otto. Mm-hmm. Otto dies saving Bertha. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned. Oh, I thought it was Tommy. Maybe it was Tommy and Bertha. I definitely know it's Bertha because she definitely says that he died trying to save her. <clears throat> so, because I think and yes, and Tommy was there because he makes the observation and asks because his last words that he's gonna go see Margot. Yes. Yeah. Um, Margot is a character from the Infected series. So. Yeah, I figured it was going to be someone yeah. from another one. I did yeah. too, but I couldn't remember if I knew who Otto was, and I did ask and um, got Margot's full name and was like, mm-hmm. why does that sound familiar? And that's when I was told I should go actually finish the Infected series. <laughs> so, thanks. Um, <laughs> so I am excited to, to do that. And it, it mm-hmm. even still like that is just always emotional. Um, so... And we lose some a car- key rocked pie because there, there are a couple yeah. other that were named. Yeah, like Slash, I yes, think. Yes, Slash and Axel. Wait. Oh, yeah, Axel. Um, <laughs> I love these names. They were killed during for this. Battle of the Ship. That's okay. what I have. Okay. During the, well, it might have been before that. I don't know when this was. It was when Bertha was in the trenches. The, the military tactic thing that I asked uh-huh. about. It was when the grenade lands near her and she dives towards it, not on it, but towards it before it goes off. And it's 
the story is basically that it was it was basically ingrained in her when she was in the military that if one lands near you you dive towards it because your feet your legs your feet are the least protected and your head is more protected and i was like is that true (laughs) because it's a fucking grenade i don't know (laughs) like my understanding of grenades is they just just roll the fuck away everything up yeah so george was in the military i asked him he was like well like when I, I all I said was okay. One lands near you. What are you supposed to do for cover? And he was like, I didn't give it because I didn't want to like lead the yeah. the question or the answer. Um, and the way he said like they they blow up and out. Um, but I can't remember exactly what he said. But I was like, so wait, were you told to do this and explain what Bertha did? And he was like, no, that wasn't really talked about. It's 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 it, it, it to me the sense that I got from him was it's a fucking grenade. Yeah, it's gonna. You suck. just gotta try to get right. You just gotta try yeah. to get away. <laughs> you just gotta try to protect yourself. <laughs> Um, I do know that. So I was like, that's interesting. I do know that he either has military slash army beta readers or people that he talks to and stuff like that. So there were some people at the beginning that I think he thanks, but I was just, this was like, maybe instructions are different through different branches or I don't know. But I do like that. But that she talks about how there's no time to throw it. Like that is very much a Hollywood thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do remember George talking once about during his training, them like making them hold it for a certain period of time before throwing it. That was okay. You can't see Megan's face, but the look she just gave of what the fuck was my reaction. (laughs) And I guess it's like to like train you on how long you actually, they, they, they do have before it goes off. So, and probably also to make you a little less scared of it. That way you're not throwing them in a panic, I guess when the time comes. And then maybe then, people do have time to throw it back that's true yeah if you wait long or if you don't wait long yeah. enough yeah interesting right because me someone who doesn't have any training my reaction is just to be like yeah. get away <laughs> yeah um so yeah i'll be very curious to listen to it with him to see if anything else jumps out at him as being like eh, questionable because like hear, yeah. we were watching when we were watching um i don't remember the specifics of it if he was in this room i could ask him but during um, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. Okay. Uh, the character's dad is a sergeant in some branch of the military, or I don't remember if sergeant's the right title, but whatever title they give him doesn't exist in that branch, I think is what it was, and his uniform was wrong. <laughs> I was like, oh. okay, things I would not have picked up on if you hadn't exactly, been here watching yeah. this with me that I've never picked up on, so I yeah. will definitely let I you know. I will say, like, my only thought in this book... Um, Someone arrives, uh, the DST people arrive in an R44, and all I could think of was, like, one fucking don't, like, <sighs> hi, I work in aviation insurance. Um, Don't do that. I really don't like Robinsons. I'm sorry. Um, not not safe. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. any helicopter, hi, let's also remember that 2020 started with Kobe Bryant dying in a yeah. helicopter accident in what wasn't a mountainside, oh God, that was this but I think year. a hillside. Um, maybe it was, I don't know, but either way, like remember. helicopters and mountains don't mix, but also that is about all mm-hmm. that you're going to be able to fly in. But r 44 get a fucking turbine. That's all I got to say. I don't like Robinson air like <laughs> helicopters. And that is a very boring argument for another day. Well, no, because when you messaged me about that, I was like, this feels like that moment in Fast and Tokyo Drift. When, Because, like, this, this, like, your pools of yes. knowledge that each of you have to be like, this isn't right. <laughs> or this should not and be happening. And then Chinooks arrived, and I was like, yeah, Chinooks. That's what you should be in. You should yeah. be in a Chinook. You should not be in an R-44. I understand, like, they probably found the first helicopter dude and paid him to come in and everything. But, yeah, no, not R-44. Anyways. 
<laughs> also, they use R44s and R22s to do like city view flights and things like that. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Just trust hmm. me. Don't get in a helicopter unless you have to. Hi. As someone who wants to jump out of airplanes, like I would love to do that. That is on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Don't get in a helicopter. Hi. Especially don't get in a Robinson. Thank you. Big battle. Yes. Um, um, so Donnie oh, is also Donnie. So on the, yeah, the mercenary side, nobody on the mercenary side makes it to the ship except for Angus. Right. And part right. of that is one. But wait, Donnie gets fucking murdered oh, yeah. by a octopi. Which yes. in that moment, very much, I was like, oh, I guess he's not douchebag. Same, but also <laughs> I was like, kind of This octopi like stabbed him through the back and then yes. up and down and around. I don't know. Basically, the, the that crescent blade went through him and then moved around his body. To yes. really make sure the job was done. Um, as it was dying, I think. Yes. I think as yes, the, the Rocktopi was dying, also died, it was yes. like, I'm taking you the fuck out with me. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes, it is a lot all the way around. Yeah. That was intense. I was not expecting that. Um, but yes. Angus, how does Angus make it to the ship, Megan? So, Angus is in his Iron Man suit. And we learned that he's been ciphering from all the other... Um, devices batteries and shit Mm -hmm. and it's not great and people are dying left and right and his friend whose name i'm totally blanking on at the moment it's fuentes and then another guy also who i don't remember their name fuentes gets injured and like basically is like hi carry me and some other guy i think grabs him too for help it ends up being like five of the mercenaries oh i thought it was only two (laughs) whoa i'm fairly certain I feel like five, but I, it may have only been, I don't know, again, 30 hours. Yeah. Um, there's enough that, I feel like he says that there's five people on me and like that amount of people, he couldn't, he could walk it, but he couldn't sprint like he needed to. Right, because the door was closing yes. to the ship. Like, this was like, we gotta go. Yes. And he uses the all but me. And oh, I, was that for this? Yes. Oh, yeah, right. he's flat right. out. Right, that was this. Flat mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. murders his friend mm-hmm. and all the other mercenaries. But mostly I'm just like, mm-hmm. flat out murders his friend. Yep. Already hated Angus, hated Angus even more. Right. Angus now, did if we his stripes. Exactly. That's what I was going to say was you, your concern about a redemption arc. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Um, but Angus does make it onto the ship, we learn. He is... Mm-hmm severely injured and damaged and like yeah but he makes it on the ship yeah he's the only one from his crew his group yes. to make it on everybody else from the noceums that we haven't mentioned died uh makes it onto the ship mm-hmm. however our dear sweet boy our dear sweet sweet baby angel tommy and the only reason i'm not upset is because he made it onto the ship and he feels like he had done something good. Right. And that. knowing all of that, mm-hmm. I am not upset. I kept expecting, uh, because there's all this conversation of, like, the, the rock to pie fixing the ship and things. It's like, maybe the rock to pie will fix him. Even though right. the humans have told me that he is past being fixed. Right. I was like, they maybe. fixed Romero's stupid leg. Which yes. Which, it was just needed a splint, but. Yes. <laughs> he and Sam talk. And it breaks my heart. There's a part 
there where I think I think it's then that she says she wishes she could kiss him just one time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he keeps he said it before, but he keep like says it again here, like, don't forget me. Take this book so you don't forget me. Yeah. Tell me I won't forget you, don't worry. I just Yeah. My perfect broken smart, intelligent boy. Yeah. Now, I did have a Do question. I have a type? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to fix him yeah. because he's super intelligent and needs to see his worth in life? Right. Yes. Right. I was concerned about how the Roctopi were going to get the humans off the ship because, like, yeah. once they get up and out into the air, everyone can see them or anyone around. Yeah. And then do you land on the beach? Like, is there, like, some ground that you I can land on? I also had this thing where I was like, yeah. you guys are on a ship. Um, right. You're gone. Bye. But Bye it's basically... Right. But it's basically a tiny ship that's going to like a little like um, pod that goes out that's going to take yes. them out. And I really loved that um, Siren, the rocked by Simon, com- si- Simon, good Lord, Siren comes over to him to like be with him. And then when it's time for the humans to go, Siren's like basically is, he's not talking, but we know he's saying, no, Tommy, stay here. And yes. Tommy chooses to stay on the ship so he gets to continue with his lifelong dream of going up and into the stars. I loved it for that. I also love that he was getting treated as a hero for saving the Roctopi. Yes. Oh, yeah. By the Roctopi. Yes. Yeah. Like they were like so trying to like, touch him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly like what he deserved. Yes. Um, and he and Siren die together. Yes. Because Siren's injured too. And it's after they're up and out out into space because they can yeah. see earth and like yes. siren does the thing so that basically the walls of the ship in that spot become transparent so that time does that tommy can see out and i was just like oh my god you guys I'm so happy yeah um there is a part of me that is terrified that i can live through this book and there will be a third book i am too <laughs> but so however Right. So basically our people land. They have to talk to other members of the DST. It's a whole thing. Man, definitely the punch government people. It was Yeah. Fun. Yeah. But the very end with Angus. Oh, he's in the ship there. They've kept him alive. They've taken his suit. They have him in one of those bubbles because obviously they're out in space, like atmosphere, um, yep. oxygen. Uh, um <clears throat> And it's just him screaming like it ends with him like screaming because like and you and I talked a little bit when I finished about like them torturing him. And I was like, yeah, yeah. but they like they know how to patch people up because I think I don't remember who it is. It might have been Tommy. Someone passes out at one point. Patrick. Patrick. And then uh, he wakes up to find that a rock like patched him up a little bit because they saw oh, him no, do it Tommy. earlier. Was it Tommy? Maybe. That was Tommy. Yeah. Patrick, they put in the bubble. They did. like Right. They, right. right. They, yes. But yes. Right. They Sorry. learn, like, they, they may not understand you, but they watch you and they learn. Yes. So I was They're like, they could torture time. him and then keep him alive yes. until the hunger and thirst starts to take him. Unless they have water. I don't know. <laughs> they, maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know. It's a big ship. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think the implication is, like, um, they're going to fucking torture him to death. Yep. Which he deserves. Yep. Um, And... I don't know. I, part of me was like, is there room for a third one? I don't think so. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these people show up in a different book. Yes. Yes. Um, that's Especially Patrick and Bertha. Mm-hmm. Patrick, Bertha, and Mullet go work for the DST with Clemus. Mm-hmm. 
um, Sunny and Sam decide to stay and uh, start looking for bugs. And switch to (laughs) etymology. That's so funny. And I love that um, Tim Healy is like, I don't fucking understand your code, but when you find something, it's mine. <laughs> yeah. Like, or no, he he understands. He's like, your thinly veiled code for yes. alien stuff. Like, it's mine. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, and they, cause Patrick's so injured his back and stuff, they like carried him out on um, mm, mm-hmm. a board that is pure platinum. That is worth about a million dollars, so they right. divide that up over Marie's three girls and Sleepy's church. Right. Because that part was because what's his name? Tim is like, oh, that's that's ours, and Patch is like, no, the fuck, it's not. Yeah. It's ours. I was like, exactly. Ooh, we're gonna fight now. Like yeah. his back is injured, but we're gonna fight. So luckily, he gave in on that. Yes. Um, but yeah, George had asked me if it ended where there could be more, and I think there could be spinoffs or like new. I definitely, yeah, you know, I definitely yeah. can see these people popping up in different books mm-hmm. um, or in the background or just things like that. And it'll be exciting to see. Um, I do kind of hope that because I know he has a like intergalactic football series that I haven't mm. read any of, mm-hmm. um, which also might be done. I'm not 100 percent sure. He had a oh. lot of big books coming out this year, if I remember yeah. correctly. If it's not, I hope the Rock Pie make an appearance. Um, I just want to know they're they're okay. That's all. That's all I need. Right at the end, like right. let me know that the Rock Pie are fine. Right. And I am wondering though. I like clearly it was two ships: one in Utah, one in Argentina. Uh-huh. Are there other ones? In like, is there one under Mount Everest that there we just be. you know? So I am curious about that, but. I don't, I don't know that Bertha and Patrick would go looking for them. I don't think so. I think that he realized going for revenge was a bad idea. I don't think Bertha... I think she would fight him more if mm-hmm. he decided to do that. Right. Uh, if they stay together. I guess the implication is that they're going to stay together. But, I mean, in yeah. all honesty, healthy relationships aren't built on trauma. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where this goes. And... And what's coming up next. Yeah. Um, and to dig back into some of his older books. Yeah. I don't know that I will. I remember your reaction to... <laughs> um, was it Contagion? Infection. Infection. Infe- yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know if I want to read it. <laughs> um, but yeah. But overall, I enjoyed this book. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I de- I loved Tommy, love Tommy yes. and Sam. Also, like, I love that we got to see more of the Rocktopi, like their culture, their story. Yes. Because Sam honestly decoded or um, interpreted more than Veronica was able to. Yeah. Now she had more time because Veronica was just trying to get out alive. Yes. But we got to because she had that opportunity. She was able to her and Tommy because Tommy <laughs> definitely helped with some of that. Yeah. Um, I loved that. Yeah. And do you think the women could have been written better? Oh, definitely. Um, more character development with them beyond I'm a mom or I'm going to be a mom. Yeah. There's some things that, yeah, it just, yeah. Reminds us of why, you know, we try to read a variety of things. Yes, exactly. So, um, 
cool. We are approaching the three hour mark. So I am yes, not we going are. to do a big closer. Uh, mm-hmm. as this is already going to be fun to edit and figure out what needs yeah. to be cut to make it even bearable. Um, so yeah, go follow us on social media. Go listen to our end of the year wrap in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And we will talk then about what we're going to do in 2021. So uh, go support your local libraries. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.